Hey, Lauren Lynn, you're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are back again. Yeah, picking up where we left picking off. Picking up where we left off. Um, something I did want to mention that we had mentioned. We got like some major rain going yeah. on here in... Finally the, getting a little El Nino action. Like you said, because I didn't believe you when you were like, it's going to rain for 10 days. Yeah, yeah it might be more On and off. It's like on and on off. On and off still, yeah. Because like both days I was at Lucha Underground, it rained yep. this weekend. Here, it's like I, like on the way home yesterday, I got caught in like major rain. Oh, yeah. Last night, this morning, it's rain. It was raining yeah, earlier raining, today. Rain, it was raining when I came over here just now. Crazy. Slightly. It, it looks like it's going to peter off a little sooner, but you got to, like, if you look at, you know, they do a 10-day forecast, and usually it gets more accurate as it gets closer. Yeah. So, you know, so we're looking guessing. now, like... Probably tomorrow, next couple days, the, at the most, we'll get some sprinkles here and there. And did then, you mow? Did you get on your mowing? No, it's been, I haven't, it's been wet. You can't mow when it's all soaking. You can't? No, no, no. It, like, clogs up. Clogs the, up your yeah. mower? Yeah. Because you got... You got some serious, yeah, some you got some serious mowing situation yeah. back there in the orchard. It's it's bad. I mean, I did some because you you were gone. Yeah, and I mowed and it's been raining, left, and then it rained a bunch, and then it's been warm. Because I even I walked back there and I was like, whoa, like you got yeah. some serious. At least you don't have to worry about like it's not like this is gonna like fire or stuff. No, no, I and mean, that's the thing. It's too wet. But to do. you know where you know it's just around the corner. I know it's coming. But it's not so bad. I mean, I've, I've had much worse. And yeah. I've already, like, the front yard, I mean, it needs some touch-up, mm-hmm. but it's not too bad. I guess this, this is, like, our orchard. This talk. is the orchard. Yeah, talk, yeah. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. Best oranges I've ever had. Yeah. And yeah, they're, like, prime. Yeah. Oh, it's so good right now. Like, just juicy. Because they're, it's funny, it goes in phases. Like, sometimes we'll get a lot of oranges that are smaller, this year we got not it's quite as many, but they're fat, huge, huge and juicy and all fat oranges. Oh, like perfect. Yeah, I ate two. Also, Never ate two. While you were there, we set out some gopher traps. Yeah, and of the three, I caught one. Getting those gophers. So it is a big one. Yeah. Ooh. Big daddy. Yeah. There's still more out there though, because they buried one of them. Yeah. You know they they, but that's why I like to do three at a time because they like outsmart one, and then the other one they they're oh I got that trap, and then they walk into the other one. So. So they figure out that they're they're smart enough they can figure yeah. out their So so the ones that don't work, they'll actually like backfill it and cover it up, like bury it in the hole there. <laughs> Trying to trick Trying you. Trying to like, yeah, yeah. I'll show you. And then so that's why, you know, I do like the two opposing ones, so they'll dig this one and then go around the other way in the tunnel and I got another one for him. Yeah. Can you imagine just walking like as a person, like like <laughs> a trap? Like snap you in half. Snap you in nope. half. The nope. people trap. And, uh, it's not, no, it's not pleasant. But, you know, they should stop digging up my stuff. Yeah. Well, um, let's get into it. Oh, you got weird stuff to mention. Yeah, well, we did. You did another, another escape room. room escape. 
So this so was after the handcuff one. After the handcuff one. Which one this did you do? This was just yesterday, actually. What was it called? Um, we went back to the 13th room. And that's in Los Angeles? Which is in Pomona. Pomona. Um, but they just opened a second room, and it's actually, it's very, it was unique in, amongst them. It was a, like, half dinner murder mystery, Ooh. and then half escape room. Yeah. So the first hour... There's like a dinner that was really good, like amazing food. Oh, you, I think you had talked about Yeah, this we booked one. this a long time okay. ago. Because they just opened it and only the people who had done the 13th room, they got like pre-release. Yeah. So we got a discount got pre-release a thing before it's like fully, fully open. And um, it was a good dinner? Amazing dinner. What did you have? Um, I had like a chopped salad with like chicken and bacon and beans and like... Was, you got the salad? Dude, I'm doing good. Wow. I'm doing good. But it was actually, you. it was amazing. It was yeah. really, really good. Um, I mean, they had, but they had like prime rib, they had beef dip, they had mm. turkey sandwiches, like all kinds of good stuff. It's like a good, good meal. But then, like during the meal, like you know, there's there's this whole story. Well, so the theme was Jack the Ripper, Ooh, and um, spooky. People came. The detective came in and was telling us about stuff. There's maps all around. The menus had like maps printed, like like faint. Like you remember how the Legend of Zelda. The booklet, yeah. how you'd read this stuff, but if you look closely in the background, there's like half tones and it was yeah. all like maps and secrets. It was like that. And nice. like the different ones fit the other. Super cool. So we're in this like historic building and I won't spoil like details in case people want to mm-hmm. do it, but we, you know, look at clues and then after the dinner is done, you know, a big twist happens and we find out that, you know, Jack the Ripper's at it and we have to go find Someone has been kidnapped and we have to go find them. So we actually walk around the downtown area following clues and get to a room and then get locked in the room and have to help rescue someone. Amazing. And then there's like a whole separate escape room experience in there. Wow. Oh, dude. So you're like outside. Yeah. We're wandering around. Dude. We're like, you know, the detective guy was there. They did something like that. I remember hearing about something like that in downtown LA where it was like this whole like detective thing. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, cool. that's awesome. It was super cool. So, and then it was a really, really good escape room. We wound up getting out with five minutes to spare. So you did it. But we did have to use two clues. Yeah. Now we had a mixed group. We had some mm-hmm. other people with us that were nice people. They were a little more clue happy. Like I would have, I think we could have done it without the clues, but they wanted to like, you know, yeah. keep it moving. So whatever. But we, we got through it and that was good. We're yet to complete one with no clues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll get there. But it's super fun. And meanwhile, my brother's working on putting his together, and it's awesome. You are, like, totally addicted. Dude, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your new thing. It's it's the new thing. It really is. It's so cool. I saw some really good ones, too. And this one had some really clever ones. Yeah. It was great. And it was, the group was all super excited, and, like, people would cheer when someone solved it. So, like, it was fun. Like, I got some good cheers, you know. Nice. It's good stuff. Very good, nice. Good, good fun. So people, you should, guys should try it. Everyone should try an escape room. <clears throat> awesome. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot to put it in here, but I wanted to put this in. Fat alert. Yeah. M- listener Mark Ariano. I, I saw this. He had a great post. Now, Derek had already warned me of this, because even in Florida, this is an issue. Um, not only is it an issue for fats, but... Um, it's an issue for talls. Is that Wizarding this World is Harry the, Potter? This is the Harry Potter and the Incredible Journey. I still don't know. Um, my problem is if I paid the money to go in there and then I didn't fit in that seat, I might, I I might Hulk out or just start crying because <laughs> it's big and tall. Is it's the and I'll because you can I know just tall people that haven't gone on yeah. and I don't know what the height is. I think it's like six 
four, six, five. I'm like six, three and three quarters, six, four sometimes when I get measured, depending on yeah. the measuring standards, I guess. Um, so I'd be like right there just with the height, let alone the fat thing. But he said, cause he's like, if, cause Derek said like the fat thing, I probably, he's like, if you can fit in the new Beverly seat, you should be okay. But then okay. he didn't know about the tall thing. But again, do I want to pay however much money? They should have the fat checker out in front of the park the before park. you pay the ticket. Because, man. Yeah. That would be frustrating. Maybe I'll have to wait till Horror Nights. So there's just the one ride right now? There's that ride. There's the, um, there's like the kid ride, the hippie right, ride. Right. So, but I, I mean, I still want to get butterbeer and go to Honey and all that other stuff. And I know I'd be super stoked. But if I, if I, I, it'll be a traumatic experience. Yeah. If I, so I want it, I would really, I wonder if I could, like, can you, can I, can you escort me in? Seriously. <laughs> Sit that, at the that's seat. That's fair to ask. Cause I just, I need to know. Yeah. Um, good. Derek had like, Derek wasn't sure. Like he felt Mark got in. Yeah. And like, and. But he said they checked like three different times along that'd be, the way. I'd so be so nervous. That's very stressful. And then if you were like waiting for, yeah. you know, two hours yeah. and then you get up Well, there. I mean, you were there in my freaking traumatic oh, Batman, Batman. Oh, experience. Um, so I don't know. That was a good alert, though. But that is a good fat alert. Yeah. So uh, everybody, be advised and keep us updated, and and we got to all look out for each other. Yeah, because that's, right. that's a big deal. Because um, I want to go on that ride like more than anything right now, and I just don't know that's because a good fitness goal. I, yeah, but I mean, I don't even. But again, even if I it's get, tall, even if I was, right. it's the tall thing. Like, like, because that's where Derek like wasn't even sure. He's like, he's like, I think you're really good. I think he even said he told me he's like, I think you're okay. Because like he's like because he's like you can fit in the the new Beverly seats are small yeah and he's like you can fit in that I think you're okay seat wise like and then the bar is fine he's like it's probably it's fine and like Mark he said it was snug and he said it was a tight fit yeah. for him and he's he I'm taller than Mark yeah so, so I mean, that's who knows that's tough I really want to go on that ride and I'm just like. Aren't we in the world where like they expand? They made they didn't they have to like expand the boats on it's a small yeah, world. Yeah, but Disney's the only one that really has done that. Like, there's nothing in Disneyland I can't fit on. Come on, Universal. Yeah, <laughs> especially a new ride. Yeah, like, come on, guys, please. What are you doing? Maybe this is their way of trying. They're feeling socially responsible. <laughs> right. Like they don't want to kowtow to the fats. Um, don't they want your money though? <laughs> I didn't see Steve says I'm afraid that I'd freak out and bust through a wall in one of those. Okay, here's the thing, and I'll just say this. Like, I know there are super scary ones, but they're all very upfront about it. Nothing that I have been to. Is it just the idea of being trapped, though? Yeah, but <laughs> it's the thing is, like, if you're, if you're not, if you're not claustrophobic being in a living room, you won't be, there's not, you guys were questioning if I could handle being in a skate room. I do stuff that would freak well, you guys out. Thing. I was talking to Janelle about this just the other day. I'm like, well, he does all the haunted houses. And she's like, oh yeah, like, like, I fine. do stuff that you guys probably yeah, wouldn't I, do. I, I, I take it back now. I just, you know. I'm totally fine on no, all that. But, but really, I mean, and again, I know. Bloody Mary smashed through a window and literally grabbed, cause I did the one where you sign a waiver so they can touch you. Yes. No, nothing, I mean, like, not even remotely anything. And like that. you had to grab the toilet key, was it a key out of, out of the toilet? Yeah. They stole that from nuts. 
Oh, did it really? Because that one that I did, you had to grab a key out yeah, of the toilet. Yeah, there was like a hand, like was, a disembodied Was there actually... There. See, because ours, ours, there was like what appeared to be poop in the toilet. Yeah, it was like a grimy old toilet. Yeah. Like it did not look clean. Did I they mean. do... Did they have a simulated smell? No. Knots went as far as like, it smelled like human poop. No, it was definitely and I was not like, that. And like, I, Mike, I was obsessed. Like, Mike and I were like... Did they like? How did they do the poops? Is there, can you buy poop smell? Yeah, totally. Like, because it's it, it wasn't like because I'm like this is not like manure. This is not like and this is human poop smell. <laughs> it would smell like a toilet. Like it was so good. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. Like even Mike, who like because Mike was the one that ended up reaching in and grab, and even he was like almost gagging because I'm and I'm like thinking like oh my god because like yeah like I cannot believe you reached in a toilet. No one was coming and I wanted to solve it, but I was like ah somebody come in here, come come in. No one was coming in. I'm like all right, I'm reaching the toilet. Cause that's like your ultimate. I'm like as soon as we got out, I was like sanitizing. Because yeah, the knots one it was based on like your basic fears. Right. So there was like fear of the dark. There was like an animal one. There was like we had to eat something. Um, because we had to eat freaking like bugs. Um, (laughs) like everybody had to eat a bug before they gave us the key. Um, and then we had to do like somebody had to get in a coffin. Oh man! And like, I didn't do it. I didn't See, do that so again. For listeners that are concerned, it's it's not, not, that's, that's not it, like and that. There are those ones. There are, but they're very upfront about it. Oh like, yeah. So like, I would call up, and they're like, eh, you know, they don't give you like what's going to happen, but they'll tell you like these are the things to concern. So like this one, the one that the stuff they did point out is you're going to be you have to crawl, yeah, and you'll be handcuffed because those are things that might freak people out or yeah. might be physically, you know, yeah. And, so well, you guys be, said it was uncomfortable, and Janelle had like bruises. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So. They're very upfront about yeah. that, and there's plenty that aren't scary at all. Steve says if there was a clown one, I might have kicked a ca- scare actor in the clown ball. <laughs> well, Phil witnessed what I did yeah. when that Ugh. clown came out. That was like Stealing a full-on, like, shaggy Scooby. Dude, he, he jumped in my arm like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I was your shaggy. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like that. At least it doesn't have to be. Most of them aren't. And even if they're, like... Kind of creepy, like if you can handle a PG, if you can handle watching go- uh, Ghostbusters, these aren't like those crazy fine. blackout mazes no, that no, they do like that, that are like freaking insane. Nothing like that. It's um, it's really not. It's really this really is more fun. just a puzzle. Yeah, fun or Gremlins. If you can handle watching Gremlins, you're fine. Like you know, at most they'll be like eerie music playing, like ooh, yeah. ghost house music. You're fine. Right. Well, You'll so we got fine. the fat alert and what you got? You've got some updates. Well. I mean, I already talked about this last episode, yeah, but yeah. the job, um, still working that paperwork through, getting my background check and, but it's looking good. Takes all so far, so good. Yeah. She said she's like, she's like at the earliest, probably the end of this week. Okay. At the earliest. That's, I mean, that's, it is peak time where they're doing a lot of like, like the, cause right. it's like the department of the justice department. It's like they're going through the database and the fingerprints and then like, you know, yeah. Stuff so, and that's out of their hands. So, yeah. <coughs> Steve says, um, "Horror nights." I grabbed my date by the wrist and dragged her through the clown area on the tram maze. Then let go, and I felt safe at the zombie <laughs> section. Yeah, it's nothing even remotely like that. So, you'll be fine. I got pretty freaked out. I get, I still get freaked out at the clown stuff. <laughs> Now there might be a clown escape yeah, room. Who knows? I'm sure there is. But you know, again, they, they're they're pretty upfront about what the concerns are. You know. Ugh. But uh, yeah, so the job thing. I mean, it's just so now it's like I'm just kind of chilling. 
Michael yeah, Villain. Like the, the your last moments as a free man. Yeah, but I mean, like, I still, like, my schedule is going to be so great, yeah. and then I'll be back on break <laughs> soon enough. That's crazy. Um, so that's exciting. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to be up front. You got clowns in there. There will be blood. <laughs> Steve's, like, just really, like, there better not be clowns in here, man. Um, all right. Well, um, and I went, I went to Dallas yeah, on my Dallas trip. Uh, you know, I was, I was feeling very positive and I feel like that, that kept me, um, in a very, everything was great. Yeah. I had a couple near disasters. Yeah. But. Some of which, like, were, like, wide, li- widely reported on. Um, so the first one that I'll talk about is the rental car disaster. Yeah, which is crazy. Super. So first, I had to, so me being, I'm, I always think I'm being clever and sometimes my, the only, like my stinginess <laughs> tend, can burn me because I feel like this wouldn't have been a big, big of a deal if, cause, but I did this in New Orleans and I did this in one other place and it was okay. fine where, cause the airport rental cars, like, in like the major hubs, you can, I found that like, you can find if you go off, like at one of the rental car places away from the airport, I would was able to get like like half the price hmm. of like getting at the airport. Like and the, you because usually because during like big events like WrestleMania, everybody's getting rental cars at the airport, okay. and the rental car places can charge whatever they want. Um, usually in like other situations, it's usually the other way around. Right. We always do them at the airport, but in like a possible. big thing. Well, now I think I'm done with these offsite. Cause like I might even be done with rental cars because I did, I didn't have a rental car cause I had the rental car reservation and first I go offsite to this one place. It's like way out. Like on the east side of Dallas. Yeah, take an Uber to get I there, took right? a, well, I took a lift there. Okay. And the guy was real nice and he's like, man, you're going way farther. I'm like, yeah, but I found this deal on a car and I told him how much money I was saying. He's like, well, I guess that's a good deal. And then he's like, well, you should just do Lyft and Uber. Like, for like, this, you do, I'm like, yeah, but I did the math and I figured it out and it's cheaper this way. Right. And he's like, yeah, but you're going to have to pay for, cause Dallas is definitely like a major parking, city. He's like, yeah. there is no free parking in Dallas. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll walk and like, I'll find places. Like I did the, so I'm like, I look, I'm not, this isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> like I'm very well seasoned. And he's like, all right, well, he gave me some tips for when I did get a car. Okay. And then he's like, in WrestleMania, we can, just take an Uber from your hotel. You don't want to deal with this because like even if you find a place that's like a parking place, you're not going to be able to like because I I had found a place where it was like a sh- park and shuttle. He's right. like, you'll get in a shuttle and then you're going to sit there in, the in tra- traffic for like two hours. Yeah. He's like, just again like what the Uber guy told me that when I did do it, he's like, just. Start walking, walk as far as you can, pass the traffic, and then take an Uber. Because <laughs> otherwise, you are. You're going to be in traffic forever. And then the parking is outrageous. Like, right. the lots near the, like, stadium are, like, $75. <laughs> like, kid you not. There was a freaking Walmart, and the Walmart parking lot, they were charging $75. <laughs> like, it was crazy. So, and people were paying it. Oh, I'm sure they were. And, um... So, so anyway, so, so we go, she drops me off the rental car place, drops me off, I get out, this guy comes outside, he's like, oh, did you have a rental car reservation? I'm like, yeah, he's like, the lady isn't here, cause she had to go, she had a family emergency. 
And I'm like, why is this my problem? Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, she's not here. And I'm like, and they, they tried to call you. I'm like, I was in an airplane. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, I guess, well, I'm sorry. Um, well, you can get a rental, you, you can use your reservation at the place in Mesquite. I'm like, I don't know where the heck that is. He's like, all right, well, I'll call them and they can send somebody to pick you up. And I'm like, again, and he's like acting like I'm, he's putting, I'm like, why, this is, like, what? Like, what kind of business is this? Like, why <laughs> is there crazy. only one person? And then she just left? Yeah. And now it's my problem? Like, someone, that's insane. Like, there's freaking already, I'm like, oh my god. Like, this is crazy. Like, oh, sorry. She left. So, yeah. So, and who was this guy? He worked so, there? Well, well, so it was an Avis, and it was half, like, most of the, re- Avis was se- selling, the, he worked for the car sales. Oh. And then the rental car is just one little, so he was covering for, I guess, some bull crap. It's not really covering to say, like, no. Yeah. No cars. You know how to take the reservation. It was, oh. You know how to keep the reservation. Well, my problem, well, I did the reservation through, it was actually a Janelle tip. Rental, see, we've yeah, never had something like, I mean, but again, I, I even know. skipped the one that she said to skip, and now I'm like, should I have skipped that? Maybe I wouldn't have had this problem. Well, it was Avis, though. Yeah, this Avis was Avis. Is reputable. Yeah, but because I skipped the one that she said to skip. Well, we have had, yeah, that one, I can't remember what it's called now. But it's always the first one. Yeah, because it's bad. Because <laughs> it's, it's so why. freaking cheap. Well, now Avis is on my freaking list, man. Um, cause man. then I go to the, then, then I have, then this, then I wait, I sit there. So it's like, cause I gave myself plenty of time. I was, so, um, access was at six. My plane landed at 3.30. I assumed I would be fine. That's plenty of time. That is plenty of time. You would think. So now I'm, it's like 4.30. Okay. I'm at the rental car place just sitting there. And he's like, somebody will come and from the, from the main office and pick you up and take you over there so you can get your rental car. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And, and then, um, so then, at five o'clock, oh my gosh! This lady shows up and gives me a ride to the place, and it's like further out from where you want to from go, around, even further out, and it's like in the strip mall, bad part of town. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I getting into? <laughs> and 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 then I get in, and there's like I get in there, and there is this dude yelling at the rental car guy, and he's basically like they're even joking. He's a straight up, he's a drug dealer. Okay. Like this is he's using this car. He's like he's like, look, I don't want to give you a car again because you we know you're dealing drugs in this car. And he's like, hey man, what I do in the car is my business. And I'm just like, what is happening? What is happening here? <coughs> like I'm like, oh my god, like oh, I'm just man. like, well, I'm like. No I think I should just walk away. And I'm like, what is happening? And and so finally he's like, he's like, are you Mr. Creasy? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey man, you're not gonna be able to fit in this car. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm and, and and he's like, and I'm like, do you have? Because normal, this is what every single time. And I talked about this last time. Right, every right. single time I've rented a car, as soon as I walk up and they see me, I have gotten a free upgrade without even asking. Yeah, like they did at the show. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Not this time. And he's just like, you're not going to be able to fit in this car. And I'm like, come on, man. And he's like, well, you can try. And then he's like, and then he's like, and then he's like, looked at my, he sits there looking at my reservation. He's like, I can't give you this rate. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can't give you this rate. That's a rate. And he's like, I just rented out this car for twice as much. Do you know, it's WrestleMania. I'm like, no crap. It's just, that's why I did this. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, 
He's like, he's like, man, I can't do this. So he said no. And he's, and then he, but like, well, then he's like, he's like, and then, well, then he, then, then what? Then he's like, he's like, he's like, and then he's like, well, well, I just gave out this car, and then he kind of was like, oh, and then he's like, and then he's like, well, I'll do it, but you have to put down a three hundred dollar cash deposit. I'm like, I'm not three hundred dollars. What? Well, because then he pulled the like, because I don't have a credit card. Oh, but I have done card. this. But I've done this all the time. I do it all the time. I've never had a problem. And then, but he wanted a three hundred dollar deposit plus the cost of the car up front. And then he even then he's like, but I I really can't give you this rate. And I'm like, dude, I've got this in freaking writing. But I call rentalcars.com. They don't even answer. They don't yeah. even answer the phone. It's not, yeah, they're definitely not like, you're not gonna get the customer service. So I called them and no answer. So I'm like, and he's like, he's like, look, man, like, this is all, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing here? Like, you're gonna, like, you're gonna leave me. He's like, I'm sorry. And then some guy behind me is like, I'll take that car. And he's like, oh my gosh. That's like, I can't believe you didn't lose it then. All I cared about at this point was like I've, I I just want to get I I can't cause a scene because I just want to get to access. It is like five thirty. I'm like if I leave right now. I looked at the Uber. It was like twenty five minutes to there, right. and I'm like I will get there right when access starts. Uh. I have to leave now. I can't I can't make a f- and I don't and again this place is shady as. All get out. There are drug dealers. There is this whole place is just super shady. So I'm like Avis. Yes, but it's like super shady, super shady. And I'm just like, this guy's trying to shake me down. There's a drug dealer right here. I don't know what's happening. I feel he's trying to get me to give him cash. Like he wanted cash. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, we've had trouble with the debit card thing before, but never like that. So now I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm just done dealing with it. So I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, he's like, all right, see you later. And I'm like, Pfft. and oh my god, I'm just I leave, I get on the Uber. Guy picks me up, and I'm like, I can get to convention center like now. <laughs> and he's like, sure thing. And he gets to convention center. So I've already spent between the airport to that one, and then this back to the convention center. Which, if I had known all this, I could have just done the trip from the there. convention center from the airport to the convention center. That would have been like a ten dollar Uber. Right. Instead, I spent like forty five dollars on uh. Uber. I'm like, there goes my dinner tonight. Like, um, like. Ah, so because I'm like on a very, very, very strict budget, and that's how I started out. And then I get to access, and there's like, and then I don't know what they did at access. Like, like I knew this was coming. Okay, it's again this situation where it should be a hard ticket where they cap people, but I don't think they do. I think they just sell as many tickets as they can, and the lines have gotten out of control Uh. where. Like getting a getting an autograph, like you're looking at a two hour wait minimum. Whereas previous years, in two hours, I could get two signatures. So and there's there's two two hour sessions huh. that you get for your ticket, and then so it's two hours, and they switch out right. who's signing. And I was usually able to get three, sometimes four autographs in those times. This time, I just saw the lines, and there wasn't anybody I really wanted. So I'm like, I'm just going to go over and see what's going on at the NXT arena. And I'm probably just going to stay there because I noticed this year they actually have seats, which okay. they hadn't had in previous years. So I'm like, I'm just going to go chill out there. It's probably going to be cool stuff. That's worth 
my price of admission. I did get to meet Bob Backlund because he was just walking around at the line because he's kind of nuts. <laughs> and he's a WWE legend. He was WWE champion before. He actually he lost to Iron Sheik, who then lost to Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. So he that's Bob Backlund. And he was he was cool. Um, so I'm like, I'm at a wrestler. I think I'm good in that. <laughs> and then, and then it was awesome because then, um, so my first picture I took was Triple H came out, <laughs> which I mean, he's the main guy. He's in the main event of WrestleMania. He's a COO. <clears throat> so right away I'm feeling better. I'm fine. I'm calming down. I'm feeling okay. better. I'm like, there's Triple H. Like he walked out. He's like, he's like glad handing people. I, I patted him on the shoulder. Did a little pat, like the the wrestling pat that you do, um, and um, and then they dedicate. They had a brand new statue for Dusty Rhodes, R.I.P. And he brought out um, Dusty's sons came out, Cody and Dusty Goldust and Stardust, but they were out of character, just wearing suits, and then their families and Dustin Rhodes. Came out and he was, and he was just very, cause this is dad and he's very emotional. Cause this right. is like an awesome statue. They spoke for a little bit and then Dustin Rose gave me a hug. Like Gold Dust gave me a hug. Huh. It was really cool. So that sort of makeup. It, for the it totally <laughs> did. I was fine at that point. And then they had some awesome NXT matches. I got to see Enzo and Cass. We were like one of the big tag teams and they weren't wrestling a takeover because everybody assumed, everybody knew by that point they were going to be on Raw on Monday. They're making their big leap okay. up, which they did and it was awesome. But, um, so it was kind of like good send off seeing them and there was some, and then Ryback came out and that was stupid because he's stupid and everybody was giving him <laughs> a hard time to the point where I think he left a little early because he realized that nobody wanted him to be there. Um, but just again, seeing wrestlers talking to them come out. And then the big thing that I got to be there for was the Stone Cold podcast. He did a, they did a live podcast with him and Mick Foley in the middle of the NXT ring. Nice. And I got to give Stone Cold and Mick Foley a high five. And it was awesome. So that kind of already, I'm like, all right, WrestleMania, I'm pumped. (laughs) Everything's looking up from here. And it, it was, it was good. Right. I got to go to the little exhibit, the, the memorabilia exhibit. A guy offered to take my picture with the Dusty Rhodes statue, so I got my picture with the Dusty <laughs> Rhodes statue, posted that, and, but I did, I don't know what's going on with my phone. I think I have some, I've been trying to figure out, there's something on my phone that's like draining the battery, cause like, huh. my, my phone was dying like pretty early, like I wasn't getting, like, and that was a problem the whole oh, weekend. Yeah. Um, so, it was, like, yeah, that's why there's not a whole lot of pictures. Okay. Um, also, I just, not a lot of stuff. And also, like, I was, like, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much now, cause so many people are just sitting there with their phones out and like videoing stuff, and I'm like, and I feel like I'm missing things when I'm trying to take pictures. Yeah. So it just got to this form like, dude, just no, I'm just gonna watch this if and you enjoy really it. If you want to watch bad phone footage, you can look up someone's on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And like, I'm not gonna go back and look at all, even these pictures. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. But so I'm like, I just, I just put, at some point I just put my phone away and I'm just enjoying these moments. And, and so that was cool. And then, um, then I Ubered everywhere and it was great. Well, it was good. a little, it was a little, bit more of the money than I wanted to spend, but I got it down to where, cause I was, if I had had a rental car, I probably would have gone back and forth a little bit to my hotel in the downtime. Right. But instead, I 
just hung out in downtown Dallas a little bit more because everything yeah. was right there in downtown Dallas during before like WrestleMania itself was in Arlington where I was staying, right. but all the other stuff was in downtown Dallas in a very small radius. So once I got down there, I could walk, walk everywhere. Stuff. Yeah, and cool. um, and and so and that was fun. So so Friday, um, so Thursday after access, I went back to my hotel. I was pretty wiped out because then there was a time change. Oh yeah, and um, and and that was just weird. And um, and then I knew I was gonna have to get up. Like getting up was gonna be hard because of the time change. Like I wasn't tired when I went to bed, but I knew that because of that two hour time change, I have to get up early. And um, because there was a show. Well, actually, the first show wasn't until four, but I want to go to WrestleCon, and that started at nine. So I kind of was like, oh, I'll get to WrestleCon around 11 or so. Right. So I slept in a little bit. Okay. And then I went to WrestleCon the first day and immediately um, met up with a listener, yeah. Tim Harris. Nice. Who um, was working. He His friend runs one of the big autograph booths at WrestleCon. And so... He was with some of the. He was doing security for um, some of the major people that were there, including Scott Hall of NWO fame and like and Razor Ramon. I mean, he's Razor Ramon. If you ever heard of Razor Ramon, um, but uh, so I, I actually so um, so I and then he was also he was mostly around the Lucha Underground women, uh-huh. and um, some of them recognized me. Nice. <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 um, you're the guy. And, including cheerleader Melissa, who almost hit me with a chair. <laughs> and um, so it was cool talking to them and hanging out with Tim and then going around and talking, hanging around, just watching um, some of the WrestleCon panels, because they have, like, panels, which is if you don't want to like go around and feel weird talking to wrestlers who are trying to get you to buy a picture for $20 or whatever, <laughs> you can go sit in the panels. But um, I had a lot more luck this year just talking to people. Um, it seemed like there was a really cool vibe. And then so right away I went and um, met up with a um, – because Marty DeRosa who does Wrestling with Depression, who's friends with Colt Cabana, he had already told me to come find him and we um, talked – we hang, we hung out, hang out, we hung out a little bit. Chatted, nice. met up, and then and then I started talking to Colt, and um and I pointed out that I was a guy that saved one of his Howl podcasts. And then we talked a lot about podcasting <laughs> and about Podfest and some other stuff. And I got the Wrestling Road Diaries two, yes, because last year I got the first one, and then I got the second one, and he signed it, and um and then we talked a little bit more, and then at his booth I met some other. People who were coming by. I met David Marquez, who's the promoter of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Um, I met uh, Kevin Cross, who wrestled in Lucha Underground. Hmm. And so, again, a lot of Lucha Underground guys. Brian Cage, Ricochet, um, who wrestles with Prince Puma, came by. Rey Mysterio Jr., Diamond Dallas Page. Got to wow. talk to a lot. I got to talk to a lot. And then um, just walking around... Um, Talked to Jessica Havoc, who also Lucha Underground. Um, talked to uh, some legends that I talked to. It was Cowboy Bob Orton, Randy Orton's father, who wrestled in WrestleMania. He was part of WrestleMania One with Mr. T, Hulk Hogan. Wow, that whole scene. It was cool meeting him. I met Lanny Poffo, Macho Man Randy Savage's brother, huh. who was also known as the Genius, and he is a poet. And he is one of the nicest guys I've 
one of the nicest people I've ever, like, never once did I feel like he was going to be like, do you want to buy something or whatever? Um, he was just super friendly. Just super nice guy. That's the smart way um, to go about it. Famous B from Lucha Underground. Talked to him a little bit. Um, and he was, some of these guys were just walking around. Some, a bunch of the Ring of Honor guys showed up because they had their own little thing, but they were just walking around talking to people. So then I talked to them, huh. talked to Kyle O'Reilly, talked to, um, some other guys. So again, I know the people you don't know, but I just got <laughs> to talk to all these cool wrestlers and it was fun just talking to them, chit chatting, talking about Dallas, talking about cool things we we're looking forward to and just generally nerding out with people. And it was a lot of fun. Got to see live Colt Cabana podcast. And Very he had a cool. lot of cool guests. And um, him and Marty were really fun. Watched Marty interview some other wrestlers. And um, everybody should listen. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, Wrestling with Depression is a really good podcast. He doesn't really talk about wrestling on that one. He does have a new podcast. It's him and um, this uh, lady comedian... Shocky, I forgot her first name, but she's really funny, and it's called Wrestling Without Depression that they oh, do every okay. other week, and it's really good. Hmm. Check that out. Um, but yeah, it was just a really fun time hanging out with Tim, and then I went to um, I went to Evolve shows. They were at this place called Eddie Dean's Ranch, and it's like a banquet hall, but it's like once you go inside, it's like an old west town with like little fake storefronts, but they had awesome barbecue, because at first I'm like, how am I going to get barbecue when I'm out here? I'm too busy, and they had barbecue right there, man. They had brisket, (laughs) they had freaking pulled pork, and it wasn't like crazy expensive, it was like decent, decently priced. Like I can't, like at least at those places, unlike at like AT&T Stadium and other places, most of the other places, they're not gouging you. Sodas were a dollar. It's pretty good. And like, um, so, so that was cool and like the food was decently priced and they had, they had like barbecue sausage, like a sausage dog and, Those, but that, 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 that freaking brisket, man. Making me hungry. Oh my gosh. You know what else is funny though? The first time I asked somebody about a barbecue place, like, oh yeah, there's a place right down the street, Dickie's Barbecue Pit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go there. We have Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Tonight. But I'm like, no, man. Like, I'm talking about Texas. They're like, that is Texas barbecue. I'm like, yeah, but that's a chain. <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, no, like a barbecue place, man. <laughs> like, I'm talking like, well, those places are, they don't have them like in downtown. There is one place that, um, Jed Harris, um, friend of popsicles suggested, which is called the Pecan Lodge. But I was too busy to get over there until Monday. And then when we did go over there, it was closed on Mondays. Oh. But, and so I'm, now I'm jumping around here, but I did meet up with our friend Jonathan Matlock, who we've talked about on the show yep. quite a bit. He's the one that scared us all the time in college, including the infamous Scream incident. Yep. He was the man in the Scream mask. He lives outside of Dallas, and he works from home, so he's like, when can you meet up? I want to meet up. And it was great. We hung out. We talked. We took me to his favorite comic book store. Um, took, we walked around downtown a little bit, but then, so because the pecan lodge closed, then he's like, well, I got this other place and I went here and it's the best barbecue I've ever had. And it was, it was outside of Dallas. What was it called? Hard eight. Okay. And it's like full on 
barbecue pit. Like they've got like eight or nine because I see it and like you can smell it and they've got smoke coming out. I mean, I took a picture. Uh-huh. You can see it. There's like smoke coming out. They had like eight or nine giant pit barbecues, man. And, and you buy it by the pound and they had, I had like the brisket. You can get like, they had like ribs, but I'm not really a rib guy. I think ribs are a little messy for me. I'm not like, right, right. A, I love ribs. Well, if you would have loved, cause they got ribs, they got sausage, they had shrimp, they had these shrimp jalapeno oh. popper things. And they had like corn on the cob. They had like, they had this the banana pudding that was like amazing, these amazing desserts, amazing sides, these some of the best French fries I ever this had. It's like torture right now, you understand. I know, I'm now I'm hungry. But like, I had like this, dude, I got the, cause I, I didn't quite, cause you know, you're ordering by the, so I got like, I'm like, I'll get a half pound of brisket, he put it on there, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> much, dude. Cause it's like, cause it was like $15 a pound, so I'm like, I'll get a, I'll get a half pound, and Jonathan's like, get whatever you want, and like, I was like, oh, well thank you, Jonathan, and like this place, oh my gosh, and then we were walking, to get our drinks, and then he's like, oh, you're gonna want the beans, and they got, like, this giant pot of beans, <laughs> and it's like, all you can eat beans, uh, and these beans, man, oh my gosh. Uh, this is not even fair. This is just mean. Best barbecue mean, I've ever mean. had, and I've had Kansas City barbecue, I've had random Missouri barbecue, let me tell you, I think I'm a Texas barbecue fan, because this stuff... This could be, you know, you could be drawing a line in sand here. Well, I mean, I've had, it's all, I mean, I've had, like, again, like, the best, before this, the best barbecue place I've been to is Danny and I, we were going to this, um, conference in the middle of Lake of the Ozarks, and we found this, Danny had done some research, and found, it was like, it was like, I think it was like attached to a gas station, (laughs) or something, total hole in the wall place, and you have, you have, but you have to get there super early, because it's one of those places that they will run out. And and it was incredible, but this I don't know, man, because it was like this was like pit barbecue. Uh, All right, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Part eight, incredible. And then um, the only the other place we ate at was this place called uh, Crap. I forgot what it's called. It was like Dylan's or something. It was in Arlington. Brandon's. No. Not Brandon's. What? What's Brandon? Dylan. Ah. <laughs> well, if you look up Cajun and Cajun food in Arlington, it's the only thing that'll pop up. It's a genuine Louisiana style. It's in a strip mall. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is legit. It's all get out. It's in a strip mall. <laughs> Their entire menu is on a chalkboard because it changes every day. Uh-huh. And holy crap, best gumbo I've ever had. Not best, like, but on par because it's like genuine Louisiana. Cause every gumbo is different. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this was seafood gumbo, but it was amazing. Fresh shrimp, fresh everything. And it was great, and it was only like ten bucks for like got gumbo and a side and rice, mm. and and I got I got these mustard greens, and it was like spicy and like oh it's perfect. This is like torture. I, I know. Don't understand what are you doing? I'm to sorry. Me right now. You talked about food your whole Louisiana trip. I know that was that's true because I like to eat it. 
But man, if we lived in the south, we would die. Oh, definitely, right? absolutely. Like you absolutely. can't. You can only visit there for short. Absolutely. Of time. Well, this bar, I want. I dude, I would eat at that barbecue place like pound? every freaking yes. day, dude. Because like, oh, I only have five dollars. That'll get me like a quarter pound of brisket, and then I just pound. eat all those beans, dude. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. We would definitely die. Because <laughs> yeah, unlimited beans, and you get like quarter pound of meat. Yep. Yeah, dude. That's dangerous. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. So, um, yeah, so, but then having that Louisiana food on top of that, it was just, like, perfect. <laughs> and then my aunt, my aunt basically, like, my, I, this is the dangers of Facebook. She's like, oh, you're in Dallas? Like, when are we going to meet up and have a meal? Like, I will meet you anytime. And I'm like, I guess I got to do this. <laughs> God bless my aunt. She's great. But, like, again, I'm very busy. Right. Um, this is a this is a very like it's not a business trip, but it's like I have business. <laughs> like I'm not like this is not a leisure. I got very set schedule. So Monday I wasn't doing anything. So I'm like, all right, Monday. So breakfast. Um, there's a Cracker Barrel right next door to my hotel. So and you got to have Cracker Barrel when you're. I don't know there. if you know this or not, but I've only had poor experience at Cracker Barrel, and I refuse to eat there now. Why? It was like on the this tour with the Spivvies, and we ate all these different places, and they pans down the worst experience we had, worse than White Castle, was eating a Cracker Barrel, and we swore we'd never go back. What, it was bad? Yeah, it was bad, it was overpriced, the service was terrible, and the food was bad. It was the worst. I really, lo- I thought it was fine. I think we've all sworn a blood pact that we'll never go there again. I, it's not, I definitely think it's the most, it's a super overrated, but it was like, for eight bucks, I got like a ton of food. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's changed, and this that was you know twenty years ago or whatever. But I felt like it was a really good deal. I, I, it could be the I food's not like nothing. It's nothing special. I don't know why people go crazy about it. Um, but I mean, it was. Uh, I just. I, I. 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 It was good breakfast. It was fine for breakfast food. I, it's the only time I've ever eaten there, and I just. I. I just know from then on, like the biscuits were really good. It might be. And the eggs were fine. I had eggs. I had like their sample platter so I could have everything. (laughs) Because you usually you pick like one of the meats, but I wanted all the meats. And I wanted both the apples and their hash brown casserole. And so So I got... you said I'll take the lot. Yeah, well then they had like this giant country boy one, which I wasn't going to do that. (laughs) Because then I'm just like... Because also I knew I was going to have barbecue for like dinner. So I like had to like kind (laughs) of... Got to pace yourself. Yeah. And like so it was fine. But like, I don't know... Um, I do think it's a little overrated, but I didn't have any issues, and it was good seeing my aunt. Is this never? My aunt even brought it up. She's like, "I have never seen you twice in one year, <laughs> let alone twice in like a few months." <laughs> so this is kind of amazing. Special occasion, yeah. Um, so that was cool, and it's good seeing her. And um, all right. So the big one, there was a near disaster yes. on WrestleMania. This is the one that oh, we yeah. all saw. Well, all the indie shows were amazing. Saw lots of awesome stuff. Um, Evolve was amazing. Kaiju Big Battle. Kota Ibushi. So I met Kota Ibushi. That's the other wrestler I met. Got my picture taken okay. with him. He's the other big Japanese guy. Um, so freaking. Oh yeah, Kota Ibushi wrestled a stuffed animal. <laughs> it was amazing. The stuffed animal gave so him a weird. pile driver. I do not understand. It was like that doll match, yeah, but with yeah. a stuffed animal. It just shows you how good of a wrestler he is, because he's doing all those moves to himself, which is crazy. Because also, like, like Python. if you screw up, you could kill yourself. 
Like, like you could. You pin yourself. Well, like, you enough. could land on your own head. You could break your own neck. <laughs> he gave him a turn. He gave himself a pile driver off the turnbuckle. Like, that's freaking nuts. Um, so yeah, so Mania near disaster was, I guess again, we're going out of order here, but WrestleMania, AT&T Stadium, 100, they, they advertise 101, they, like, they claim that there was 101,000 people. Um, that's inflated. WWE inflates them. Right. Vince McMahon even says that's the entertainment purposes number. <laughs> and, um, so, but I mean, there was a ton of people there. I would say in the high 90,000s. That's crazy. Um, there, cause they had standing room, cause they sell standing tickets. Oh, God. But half the standing people aren't even in the stadium. So, what are those, there's like outdoor, video? yeah. Just watch it at home. Well, I guess they want to be part of the experience. Those tickets are only like $15. All right. My tickets were like 200 something dollars. Um so this is where things got a little dicey. I get there cuz I'm like when cuz I tried to figure out based on previous manias like when to get there right. and what time the pre-show starts and things. And every year I have gotten there at around 1:30. Okay. They don't even open the gates until 3:30. So I'm fine with waiting 2 hours and then once they open the gates, I've always gotten right in cuz I'm right up there and then you get right in. New Orleans, I wasn't even right up there and we got we, everybody got in in like 30 minutes or less. Right. Um Levi Stadium people did have problems if they got there later, but we were there at like 1:30 and we got right in. And then it's like you get to sit in your seat, you can get you can get goodies, you can get snacks, you can walk around a little bit, get your program, get your souvenir cup. So I'm like, I get there at 130. I get in the line. Because also, I see that there's multiple lines, so I kind of scope the situation out. I go, there's, I notice there's a pro shop outside, so I go there and get my program. Okay. So I got my program. I'm already half of my You're souvenirs. ready to go. I'm on one half there, so I just got to get my cup. I'm good. So I got my program. I go back, scope it out, and they're like, oh, because on your ticket it says, like, your section, they had, like, letters right. on your ticket. And they're not for, like, inside section. It's That's what security line you can go in. Okay. So my ticket said section GHJ only. And so they're like, so I showed the guy, he's like, you need to get in this line because if you get in any other lines, you can't, they won't let you in those lines. I'm like, right. okay. So I get in these lines. There's like three lines like for our group and 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 then we just and then we're like, all right, well at three thirty they're gonna let everybody in, it'll be fine. And I'm like really close up. Like I started seeing them like it's like going around all over the place, like just like because again, like there's a hundred thousand people. Right. And so in our GHJ line is probably like twenty thousand people. This is an insane number. Yeah, and then you saw my picture. Yeah. So I take a picture when I think they're about to like open the gates at three thirty. So already I'm sitting out there for two hours, right. which is fine. Um, and because that's what I'm, I'm talking, I'm making friends with people. I'm giving out sunscreen because I had brought sunscreen because <laughs> it was like there's no shade, and like so. Three thirty happens and we do not start moving. Like nothing is happening, and I'm, I'm I'm like this is a little cause for concern. Right. And then four o'clock comes. I'm like they're gonna start the first match, the pre-show match, the Ryback Kalisto match is at four thirty. There is a kid in front of me wearing a Kalisto mask, and he's like, "Daddy, are we gonna make?" Because my my then I talked oh. to the dad. And he's like, we came all the way here from, they were from Canada. Oh my God. And he's like, Kalisto's my son's favorite wrestler. 
I really hope we got here early so we can make sure to get when we found out because they didn't say it was going to pre-show match until like a few days before. So he's like, we weren't going to get here this early, but when we found out Kalisto, they were going on I first. Make sure they got in. Four thirty comes. <sighs> we have not moved. We start, I start getting on Twitter trying to figure out what the frick is going on. Now everybody around me starts pulling, you can watch the pre-show on the WWE Network. People pop it up on their phones and they're like, they're going, the pre-show starting, the stadium is, you can watch it, you can go back. It is three quarters empty. <laughs> there, right, somebody jokes, I see a joke on Twitter, Ryback right now is performing, Ryback's performed to more people on Raw than he is right now in WrestleMania. <laughs> And and this kid has a meltdown. This poor kid came from and this dad. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, and he's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And already, I'm like, I'm getting nervous because it is 4:30. We have not moved, and I'm like, are the other lines moving? The other lines are kind of moving. People are coming in, but then people in our line try to go in the other lines, and they tell them to come go back. We won't let you in. He's like, you have to stay in. We're like, the art section's not moving. What is happening? And then, so then I start seeing some tweets. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer is in the stadium, and he's like, okay, so I'm getting two different lines here. One, the Wi-Fi isn't working, and the ticket scanners are malfunctioning. I'm like, how is AT&T Stadium <laughs> have faulty Wi-Fi, and how do they not plan for something like this? There are people behind me that are from Dallas. See, Steve was watching. He says, it, it was empty. empty. Yeah. So... People behind me are like, I come here. I am a Dallas Cowboys season ticket holder. I have been here many a time when there are 80,000 plus people in ATC. We have never waited longer than 20 minutes to get in the stadium. This is insane. <laughs> like people are start, kids are passing out because they, nobody planned to be standing in a line for four hours. Right. We should have been inside by now with our sodas and our hot dogs and air conditioning. Right. It is 85 degrees outside. <laughs> like it's sunny. There's no shade. This woman behind me like just started crying because she's like, I can't, like this is horrible. Like it, it, I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> Like, this is horrible. Because there are people, again, WrestleMania, it's not a normal show. There are people from all over the world. I'm talking to these Japanese dudes. They're freaking out. There's, again, tons of people from Canada. These English guys, these are like English, like, hooligans. They are, I'm telling, they are making plans. They're like, they're like, if we don't get in before Mania starts, like, we're, that gate, it's going, they were like figuring out like, how do we storm the stadium? And this one guy's like, there are 10,000 of us. We can just start going in. And I'm like, we are going in. Cause they're like, how much did you pay for your tickets? We all, like, none of us, like, this is crazy. Like, so plans are being made. Like, people are like, like stuff is, I'm like, this could be really bad. Like, cause people are watching on their phones. Again, the stadium is still like half empty. The Divas match has started. It's five o'clock. <laughs> and you still haven't moved. Barely. We've moved like maybe 10 feet. And then Alvarez is like, so some of the sections, they're basically like closed the security. Cause apparently there was some security threats. Unknown security threat. They're down to, they're wanding everybody. Okay. Our section, there is one security line for like 10,000 plus people. 
we are going at a snail's pace. Other sections are already, like, they're just going right in. And we are losing our minds. People are begging the security guards. They're like, let us use the other lines. Like, I'm like, people are holding their tickets. Like, see how much money? Like, come, I, like, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to maintain my <laughs> composure. But like, I'm like, I'm like, WrestleMania, it's, it is now 520. What time does the main show start? Six o'clock. Okay. We've missed the Divas match. Now I'm watching, so they did this whole big thing where, um, you guys were talking about the women's wrestling and like all that. They have officially retired the word Divas, which is a long time coming because it was superstars and Divas basically implying that women are not superstars. Right. They finally are like, all right, we're gonna we're getting rid of the divas championship. It's gonna be the women's championship, and now they're superstars. They're all superstars, which it's about freaking time. <laughs> right. So I'm missing this moment where they're re- they're debuting the new women's championship. I wish I could have been there. And people are flipping out. This kid in front of me is just done. Like this kid in front uh. of me is done. He's he's ripped off his Kalisto mask. He's uh, super upset because I think that's all he cared about. Like I really was getting the vibe that that is all he cared about. All he cared about was Kalisto. There are other kids. Kids are just not having it because imagine being well, no, in a line with your kid no. for four that's hours. Absolutely. So not. parents are pissed. European, the English dudes are seriously like they were like. 10 minutes away from storming those gates. They aren't trying to incite a riot. They're doing, we went from like, let us in chance to just like, I cannot repeat these, they're filthy, filthy chants. Like filthy. I had not heard words being used in these ways before. Like, every, people are pissed. And so then, finally at 5.30, like I'm like, I'm like, come on. Like, we are, we are seriously begging the security people. You've been there now how many hours? What time? You got there at 1.30. Yeah, we have been in this, everybody that I had been with, we had been in this line since 1.30. For four hours. Like, this is, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and we were all like just on the edge because I'm like, we cannot miss WrestleMania. That's we cannot miss for. WrestleMania. If I am not there when that pyro goes off, like bad things <laughs> are going to happen. And like I oh my gosh, like we were going crazy. And I'm just like this is how this is a riot. Like I'm going to be part of a riot. <laughs> I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be right there. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to be leading cuz we were at the front of this again this line of like 10,000 people and they're taking our lead with the chance and everything. I'm like I'm like I'm I might I might get arrested cuz I'm like I'm going to I I got to get in there. And like I'm like think, I'm trying to think in my head like what's going to happen. I'm trying to think like I'm I, my phone was again my phone is rapidly dying so right. I'm like and I had to cuz my ticket is on my phone. I'm like what happens if my phone dies for I get in there I don't have my oh ticket. My so I'm like freaking out. Uh. And then I'm like but then I'm also like should I text Phil and I'm like in case something happens <laughs> like I might be calling you like cuz I'm trying to like cuz it was getting it was getting real bad. <laughs> it was getting real bad. And like, and we're still watching on the network. The stadium is still like half full. I'm like, I'm like, Vince McMahon has to be just going completely insane Somebody right now. Somebody lost their job. Completely lost insane. Their 
Because like it's like, why is it my stadium full? What is happening? What is that? I need my hundred thousand people. Damn it! Like I can just imagine everything that's going on right now, and like yeah, like so. In the again, the British guys are just like so close, just like on the verge of completely starting like a full on because like again and right when things are about to reach the tipping point at 5 30 security's like use all the lines and we're like that almost made us more pissed off could have been doing that all along because i'm like oh my gosh we've been here like what and they're like we just got the word that you can do that we're like Ah, like people are just screaming. So did you go to a different line, or did you yes. see where you were? Because we still were. Because there's still just one dude at our section. So did people so from behind you come in front of you? People started doing that. I'm like, I'm, that's, I'm just going. Oh, that had already been happening. But then it turned out they had tickets for the other section. Okay, but that people were getting pissed off, and security would be like, no, they have tickets for these sections. Finally, when they said everybody use the lines. I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's, we started, I'm like, everybody just fan out, cause there's like tw- 12 security lines! And so we just start fanning out, and then I get right in. And, but uh, then, so no. what time did you actually walk no, in? But then, at 5.35, I give the guy my ticket, and this is where we encounter the freaking scanners, cause he's sitting there, and he's like, oh, this has been happening all day, and I'm like, ah! I'm like, I'm like, if you don't let me in right now, like, bad, I even, I, this came out of my mouth, and I don't, I was so, cause I'm like heat exhausted, I am thirsty, I'm like, I'm like dehydrated, I'm starving, if I, if I hadn't had sunscreen, I would probably would have died out there, and I, I seriously told the guy, I, I, I feel bad now, I think I scared, I think, I think I scared the crap out of the guy, cause I'm like, if you don't let me into the stadium, like bad things are gonna happen, like I just flat out said that. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, this is horrible. This has never happened. And he's, cause he's like, this is like a 16 year old kid. But I'm like, if you do not let me in right now, like, bad things are going to happen. Cause I'm like, I gotta get my cup. I got, I'm, I'm so thirsty. I'm like, I can hear the Dudley's music playing. I'm like, I'm missing the freaking tag team match. Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. This cannot be happening. And like, I'm losing my mind. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I was being, you would have been so proud of me. Cause like, I, I feel like a year ago, like I would have hulked out at like three o'clock. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I was, yeah. I, I was. It was like because my desire. Because I'm like, I cannot miss this. And if I do something bad, because there were there were cops in. everywhere. I'm like, I can't. And people, I saw a dude get arrested. So I'm like, because he was just completely flipping out. One of the British guys got arrested. Well, of course. And so I'm like, I can't get arrested. If I if I if I have to sit in jail during WrestleMania, that'd be like the worst that'd thing be bad. that would ever happen. It would have made a good story, but not yeah. that good. So the only Hulk out I remotely had was telling this kid that if he didn't let me in, like bad so did things he ever are gonna to scan happen. It? Like- he it fi- I swear, right after I said that, it finally beeped, and I'm like, and now I'm, at this point I'm like running because I'm like, I don't know where my seat is, I don't know what's up. Like I got like I gotta hear music. I'm like, I'm like, it is five forty, and I'm like, I have twenty minutes to figure out where I'm like, forget about getting food or drink. I just gotta find my seat. <laughs> Yeah, so then I, you have to wait in line to get food. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the lines were just crazy. Uh. And so I get down to where my seat is. 
where at first I, I miscounted the rows and there's a guy in my seat. I just shoved my ticket in his face and he's like, you want the next row down, man. And then I, and then there are dudes in that seat and they take one look at me and they get up. Yeah, I would have at that point too. <laughs> and like seriously, it was like, oh, 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 cause they were, cause the party pass people will like migrate down to empty seats. Oh yeah. And like, and I'm just like, so luckily that, cause dude, <laughs> if there had been any like pushback at all, like, I would have gotten arrested because I was ready. I'm like, because I was just thinking this nightmare scenario because I had heard that like the party pass people sometimes if try and get in people's seats. I'm like, if there's somebody in my seat, like <laughs> God help that person in my seat. So what time did you actually get to your seat? I sat in my seat at 545. Oh my gosh. Right almost at the end of the Dudley Boys Usos, the last pre-show match. That's crazy. <sighs> Over four hours later. So, and a bunch of us are all in the same boat. Like, the, this couple comes, they come running down. The people that are sitting in the next to me, it's this couple from Australia. And they're like, that was, what was that? And we're just all like, oh my god. And they're like, and they were just like, I can't believe, like, the woman was almost crying. Like, I can't believe we made it. Like, <laughs> I was so, she was like, and we both were like, we both kind of just share, we're like, what if, if we hadn't gotten in, like, and the husband, like, we're just like, I don't know what happened out there. Like, it was getting, it was getting scary out there. And like, cause everybody, finally the seat things are filling up right. and like, oh, it was just a freaking nightmare, man. <laughs> and so, um, long story short, WrestleMania was great. I mean, a lot of the mixed reviews on the show overall on the, but I, I had fun watching it. I was entertained. Um, a lot of surprising things happened. John Cena and The Rock both wrestled. Wow. Um, The Rock had wrestling gear. Shawn Michaels had his wrestling gear on, which is crazy. But The Rock, like, kind of swerved everybody by insisting he wasn't going to wrestle. And then he and then did it. wrestled. It was like a seven-second thing. He did his big moves. But he actually had wrestling gear on. It was pretty crazy. Um, and then John Cena made a surprise return. Shaq um, was in the Battle Royal. Shaq, it was like the Shaquille O'Neal. It was awesome. That's weird. It was also crazy because he got, went toe to toe with the Big Show, and it made me realize, like, oh my gosh, Shaq is ginormous. Because the Big Show was like seven one, seven two, <laughs> and Shaq was like way bigger than the Big Show, <laughs> and just over, just tall and like overall size. Yeah. And so WrestleMania is in Orlando next year. Shaq and Big Show gonna wrestle. Nice. Um. So that was kind of a whole setup for that. Um, got to see all my guys, Kevin Steen, um, Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn. Ladder match was crazy. Um, got to see um, Shane McMahon jumped off the cell. Whoa. The top of the cell. That's like, he jumped off, it was like probably 20 feet. And that was legitimately scary because I'm like, if he misses that table, like I could see that there was like a crash pad under the table. I'm like, if he misses that table, like he could die. (laughs) And also his kids were there. Like he came out with his kids and I'm like, I'm like, Having his kids there almost takes away from my enjoyment of this because, like, his kids are there. Like, if something happens and his kids are watching, like, that's horrible. And, uh, but but my seats were amazing. Saw everything. It's it's a whole other world being down on that level as opposed to the nosebleeds. Like, it's just a whole other thing. And that AT&T Stadium is just nuts. That screen is, like, the biggest thing in the world. Um, they did up, up, down, down, like, uh... 
the um, Xavier Woods has a video game like podcast. They actually got to play video games on the AT and T screen. So cool. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. And again, Shane McMahon jumping off that cell. Watching a 46 year old man jump onto a table was freaking nuts. Um, yeah, I bet you. Um, I also, so Mick Foley probably had a long talk with him because, but I think Shane McMahon, I think, I, I hope he got a lot of money from his dad for that. I'm sure, I'm sure he's doing okay. I'm sure he's doing fine. Um, but yeah, that was pretty nuts. And being just being right there and seeing it all was just crazy. And so you made it eventually. I made it. Saw the whole show. Um, there was a point where um, I found a perfect opening for when. Um, oh, do we got a video? I just want you to see this real quick. Is that him jumping off the thing? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at how high that. And I'm like right there. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty nuts. Um, Alright, so, uh, then, so the other thing that happened, thankfully, this Australia, so I did, at some point, I'm like, cause at first I'm like, I can't get up now. Like, I can't get up. I cannot get up, but I really have to pee. <laughs> cause I didn't have a chance, cause I usually pee right before. Right. Didn't have a chance to pee, and I'm really thirsty. I'm like, I gotta figure out an opening. I got. I watched the new day come out, and then I'm like, I think that's all I need from this match, because I don't care about the League of Nations. So the new day, they came out in full Dragon Ball Z gear, okay. and they they have this whole gimmick where they they have this cereal called Bootios, because they don't. So you don't. You're not booty because booty is bad. Okay. It prevents you from. And they came out of a giant box of Bootios, and it was pretty awesome. And then they were like, they had like Dragon Ball Z like. Like pads and all this stuff is pretty awesome, and like and like all this other stuff. And that, so I saw that, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna go pee, and I'm gonna get a soda, and I'm gonna get a water, and I'm gonna get my freaking souvenir cup. And I get up there, they are out of souvenir cups, and they're like, well, we ran out of those at pre-show. Why didn't you go in then? I'm like, because I was standing up by the building of freaking jerks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I kind of had a mini meltdown, and the lady like felt really bad. And and I'm like, I have to have a cup. I have to. You always get a cup. And like and they're like and then she's like, I'm sorry, you can have a Dallas Cowboys cup. I'm like, I don't care about your stupid Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and then you, I might as well have said like, yeah. like, <laughs> like Um So then I had a freaking Dallas Cowboys cup in a water and I'm like, Alright, I guess I'm good. So I sit down and the lady looks over, like the the Australian lady who I kind of struck up a conversation with this couple, they're super nice. And um and and she's like why don't you have a souvenir cup? And I'm like, they're out of souvenir cups. She's like, they're out of souvenir cups? This is the last straw. Like, she was genuinely, like, super pissed off. She's like, no, no. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine right now. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find the souvenir cups. Like, she's like, I'm on a mission. So she got up. She came back, like, a few minutes later. She's like, they had him at the gift shop. Here you go. She got you one. She got me a souvenir Aww. cup. She wouldn't let me pay her. That's very nice. Because I think she just realized we were all in the same situation. <laughs> and then she's like, by the way, there's a WWE guy standing back there after, after the show. And um, I think we can, like, to address our issues. And so she's like, you should go. We should all go talk to her back from that. Well, no. So what happened was, so then afterwards, we go talk to the WWE guy. He's like, all right, here's where you go on the website. 
The thing is, we will respond to every single thing, but we're probably we're expecting upwards of thirty to forty thousand um, complaints. Just if you each like based on like families and whatnot, because so so it will probably take a while to get back to you. And you're looking at either it's probably going to be like free local tickets, but there is a chance. Depending on the severity of the situation, which this is a very severe situation, seeing as how you guys missed like matches, um, we might do seat upgrades for WrestleMania next year. Wow! Where I'm like, if I buy regular tickets, like crappy tickets, and then they give me like floor seats, like I'll, I'm t- I'll be totally down <laughs> for that. Because um, I'm like, what kind of seat upgrades? Like probably floor upgrades. And I'm like, holy crap. Cool. And But I'm also like, I wouldn't mind get, getting like tickets to a Raw or something in LA or whatever. So, But I, I think I might wait. I might use this upgrade because um, that would be awesome. So so that was, um, that was WrestleMania. It ended up being cool. But it was so – by the end, I was just done. And then I had to walk a mile to get my Uber. And then I went to this indie show and I was just like <laughs> – so I get to the indie show and Rick the sign guy is there again. He goes, he goes to like 50 WWE shows a year and, but he was super cool. I hung out with him, um, and talked to him for a while and then watched the show and that was fun. Um, saw some guys I'd never seen wrestle before from their killer elite squad from Japan. And that was the main reason why I went to that show. Um, David Boy Smith Jr. and who I also talked to at WrestleCon, but that was cool. But by, I was just, so exhausted got home and slept for like 10 hours <laughs> and um so the food was great hanging out with Jonathan was great and just uh real quick um so we talked about the big question mark of my Wrestlemania weekend going into it was that NXT show right. with Nakamura my favorite wrestler versus Sami Zayn and they, it was sold out Tickets were going on StubHub. The, the $25 seats were going for two, three, four hundred dollars $400. The floor seats were going for like $1,000. Completely Did insane. Did you make it in? Chris Hayner is my savior. And he... Um, everybody should go follow him on Twitter at Chris Hayner. Watch, go to Zap2it, Z-A-P-2-I-T dot com. Look him up. He writes about TV and wrestling and all this stuff. He gave me his extra ticket. Nice. I got in. It was amazing. I There were two times that I cried <laughs> during WrestleMania in a happy way. Okay. Um, one was when Sasha Banks came out. Because Sasha Banks is like... There's this new wave of women's wrestlers that are kind of making it what it is. And why they're... They finally stopped calling them divas and they're bringing back. And she is like, she's amazing. She's the epitome of charisma. She's an amazing wrestler. And just watching her entrance, it like, I get emotional because I'm like, they're doing it. Like she's doing it. She's doing this and she's making women's wrestling what it can and should be. And I just get really emotional about it because there was so many years where it was so crappy and women were treated like garbage. And, um, and she's so good. 
and she's so amazing. And every time, and just being there in person, so her cousin is Snoop Dogg, and he like rapped during her, he came out with her, he rapped with her, they had like freaking glitter coming from the ceiling, and she was just, it was like the epitome of like, I am awesome, I rule, and like, it's like a great wrestling entrance, and what a great wrestler, and then the match was amazing, she didn't win, but still, it was a great match. Alright. So that- That's one. And then I held it together when Shinsuke Nakamura's music hit because I hadn't heard it before and I was trying to listen to this new. Uh-huh. And then he comes out and he's – because I didn't know. I'm like, are they going to make him do weird new mannerisms? Are they going to change his character? What is they going to do? He was doing his New Japan entrance like exactly. He's doing all his crazy – like again, I've said, he's like if you mix – Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson mashed together into this crazy charismatic wrestler and he's doing all his weird like dancing things and and he has this thing that he does when he when they announce his name he grabs the bottom rope and he leans all the way back like he does this crazy like leans all the way back and like and like it's just this crazy thing that he does and I'm like are they going to let him do that are they gonna like what? And he he gets in there, and then the spotlight hits him, and then he does it, and that's when I just I I lost all, <laughs> and I yelled, and the whole time I am yelling so loud that the crazy wrestling fans in front of me turn around <laughs> and they're like, "Whoa!" But I the woman in behind me is screaming. Everybody is going crazy. It's the craziest. I've been in a lot of things. And this was the best ever. I, I, it was amazing. And the match, that was a new, that was a Tokyo Dome New Japan. That could have headlined, they did, WWE let them do it. Because everybody was so worried. Because Japanese wrestling is, it's such a, it's again, the strong style. It's, it's way more dangerous. This is not something we're going to see all the time. And I knew that. But we got to see it that night where they beat the crap out of each other. And they left it all on the ring and it was amazing. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And it just, it reminded me why I flew there. And it reminded me why I love it so much. And that's all thanks to Chris Hayner. Everybody at Chris Hayner. H-A-Y-N-E-R. H-A-Y-N-E-R. Thank you, Chris. Made my whole trip. <laughs> and I, as I said, like, I posted that ticket and I'm like, cause we talk about my mojo and I'm like, my mojo is strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it. I freaking did it. It, it was right. amazing. Um, and then I went to more wrestling and this then weekend. And you went to Lucha Underground again? And I only had, st- cause I, I, I have a couple theories as to what happened. Cause I made sure, I made sure to tell like people that I saw there. Um, who I was and that I didn't have tickets for this weekend. And then when I got home, I magically got an email saying I had standing tickets. So I don't know. Who knows? If one of them helped or if it was just I got lucky. Cause I got standing tickets for this weekend and I think for two weeks from now. Um, and. This coming weekend too? No, not, no, okay. they're not taping this coming okay. weekend. Um, and, uh, so I stood, but it was, the first time I got to see Aztec Warfare, which is their version of the Royal Rumble, and it was amazing. I can't say anything, but if you look on the internet, you can find out what happened, and it was pretty monumental. 
and I'm glad I was there. Sweet. And then, because I'm so nice and I struck up enough conversations and she remembered me enough, the PA lady that handles the seating, um, because it was so crowded during Aztec Warfare, they couldn't, I didn't get picked to get brought back down to seating in the intermission. But the next time, that Sunday, um, even when I was in line, I'm like, hey, look for me at intermission. She's like, absolutely, you're good. <laughs> so sure enough, she came up the stairs, went right to me, and she's like, can you get three other people? And I'll get you guys seats. So there was a two, there was a father and son, and then there was another dude next to me. And I'm like, guys, let's, you want seats? Let's go. And I'd already told him, like, get ready. I'm going to get a seats. And they, I don't know if they believe me because we've we've been talking and I'm like, I'm going to get a seats. I know what I'm doing. And sure enough, and they were so stoked because we were all exhausted because they both had been there Saturday and Sunday. And like, we all just sat down immediately. It was like, oh. And then the one dude, he was, he had come from like out of town somewhere. Like he'd flown in, I think from like East Coast, I think. And he gave me these Lucha Underground pins yeah, as a cool. token of thanks. Because he was like, I didn't know if I could stand for another taping. I was thinking <laughs> about leaving. Yeah. And then he got to stay and he got to sit. And he, and he and it's got the mask and then the Lucha Underground logo. That's cool. And, um, yeah. So, and it was a fun weekend. And um, we'll see... Next weekend I might have seating, I don't know. And I also now I really I'm really good at like and I also I don't know, I really feel like I've hit my full level of people know who I am there and I feel pretty good about it. Talked to a lot of people, had a lot of fun talking in line, hanging out with people. They do have a new system where they give you a number when you before you like in the morning when you get there and you're lining up outside, they do give you numbers now so you can like walk around and leave. Before you have to come back okay. when they actually open the gates. So I walked around a little bit. I went to the corner store and all this stuff that I normally wouldn't do because I you have to stand in that line. <laughs> um, so it was fine. Um, I have the title for our show. This is Mr. Brindo's wrestling show. <laughs> this is the beta test right here. You because right. you're like I couldn't talk for an hour about wrestling. I just by don't myself. think people would care. I'm just saying. All you need is like a little like. Little like piece of paper that you can nod for my head here. And then you can just do a whole entire show. Well, if anybody wants to give feedback on that, I'll Mr. take Brando's it into consideration. Tell I'll you. take it into consideration. Okay. Um, but Lucha Underground was great. Um, real quick, just some, we need to get through some stuff. So, uh, the lizard came back. The lizard friend. This morning I wake up and I'm like, What's that on my Starman bag? <laughs> and it's the little lizard. Except he's way more docile. So I don't know if it's the same one or if he's older. I think he came back to visit you and he's he, old. I think he came back to die. <laughs> because I seriously picked him up, put him in the pizza box, and then dumped him outside. And then he chilled outside for a little bit. Yeah, he probably, he did. He came home to die. Oh, well, I got him out of here. <laughs> um, but this time I wasn't afraid, so you'd be proud it's of good. me. Good. Um, so yeah, Lizard came back, and then second big thing that happened today. Um, so my greatest dream that I helped make happen. Mm-hmm. Um, April Richardson was on the Blaze. Yeah, and uh, with Lizzie and Cat, with Lizzie and Cat, and um, and then Phil. Yeah, I got saved, checked. Saved the episode. They had an audio issue, and Cat had emailed me, and then I'm like, you know who could do this? Phil can do this. <laughs> 
And so I gave her your email, and um, and then you saved the episode, and then they, you got name checked. Yeah, and it, Radio Brenner Man got and name Radio checked. Radio Brenner Man, that's right. So hopefully, hopefully we'll. Sit. Well, they're gonna be at Palm Springs Comic Con. That's true. Yeah. So we're we, they're they're really Comic Con cool. Palm Springs. I did it again. Ah, Comic Con Palm Springs. Well, if you want to see them and us and everybody and all the Benview shows, we're all gonna be there. Comic Con Palm Springs. Dot com. Get your tickets. That's going to be August 26th through 28th. And you should listen to the April Richardson episode of The Blade. Because it's cause. awesome. Because he talks about, they talk about Save by the Bell, talk about 90210. April's amazing. They say Phil's name. And it sounds pretty good. It does. They Phil do did a really Phil, good job. I think they say Vecchio. They do, but hey, Ronnie Martin calls him oh, Vecchio. No, no, no. I mean, that's, I've, I've heard way, way less accurate, so. But just in case you get confused. Uh, alright. Yeah. Well, oh, April there. posted about Roman Reigns during WrestleMania. April watched WrestleMania? She might have seen you on there. April's the best. <laughs> um, cause I, I, I got to, I, I actually like brought Kat to the show that April was doing so we yeah. could both meet her. And yeah, so that was, I already talked about that. But, um, I want to give you a couple notes. All right. From yes, the I Radio Brenda Man, where the Mandarian Orange show, where you and Janelle, you guys did amazing. It was great. Thank you. We had a lot um, of fun doing it. It was a lot of fun to listen to, but you're talking about going to Denmark. Yeah. You didn't mention that, like, this is, this would be the biggest thing for you. I'm like, why are you even not wanting to go to Denmark? Lego is in freaking Denmark. Well, I don't want to go to Denmark. I'm the one that came up with the idea in the first place it's of this trip. Costly. It's just expensive, yeah. But dude, you can go to the freaking Lego I factory. I want to. You can go to the original the Lego, Lego Land. Land. Yes. The Lego Land. If we go, that is, is something it's going to be do. a giant Lego trip. Well, no, because the whole the I mean, main you thing bike is the bikes. Yeah, the biking. But, but we would definitely go but to Lego Land. You can bike to Lego. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, that, who knows? I mean, again, it's a lot of money, so we'll see. We'll see what kind of magic my vacation pants can pull off. Well, I think you would be also brendamandemail.com is our only email. Yeah, I think I said like eight different things. I might remember. I might actually. That did give me the idea that maybe I should just grab radio brendamandemail.com. I guess because then once I said, I'm like, no, that's not right. What? It's you were not, stumbling. Uh, um, you guys do vacation all the time. Uh-huh. Sometimes I have to remind Janelle this. All the time. Yes. Even to know is like, Josh complains because he's like, most people only vacate, get two weeks of vacation. I'm like, yes! Most people only get two vacation, weeks of vacation a year, if that. <laughs> and yep. you guys go on vacation all the time, so just. Stop I know it. this. Stop I'm it. Not complaining. Stop it. I stop it. Stop I'm it telling now. you, there are times when I've had to sit down and like list out, like, just this week. We've done this. We've done that. Earlier last month. She's like, okay. Completely insane. I feel like we're all going to go. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some serious, you need to check your privilege. (laughs) But she does have a vacation blog now, so now it's all, you know. I had one more note. Okay. But I don't want Janelle to get mad at me. Okay. I did find it a little bit interesting. I'm just going to leave it at this. That she criticized... Tina Fey for being critical of the breastfeeding thing. Okay. And then she immediately kind of um, guilt-tripped working parents. Well, no, okay. I will say this. I'm just saying, like, being critical of some things and then, like, being mad that somebody was critical of one thing and then immediately being critical of another parenting thing. I don't remember what she said about that. Well, she said, like, she said, like, you should... Like she's she kind of criticized that both parents worked, like that the dad maybe the dad should stay at home. 
Well, I, and like, I, I, I and have that, to like, go back parents, and listen. That parents should make sacrifice. I'm like, not everybody can do that. Just like not every mom can, like, not mm. everyone can. I, but I think, and like trying to say that that's the way that people should do it comes off as a little judgmental. Just like you didn't like people being judgmental about breastfeeding. It might. Okay. It came off a little judgmental. I, I, I'm just, and just, now you're getting defensive. I'm no, no, not defensive. But just to, to clarify. Not everybody, you have a very ideal situation that most people can't have. Just to That's clarify though, is that, and, and I'm not, I don't remember exactly how she stated it, but the. It made it sound like the thing we've come were, up against is that, that the, the stigma against a guy staying home. No, but she was almost saying that there's, that people, there shouldn't be at least one parent at home. Well, I, but again, I think that and that, kind of guilt tripping that there could be more cases of that if there wasn't a stigma against the guy being home. Yeah, but also, if the guy doesn't want to stay home, then like, like, like if they're or if they can't, or if like they're both at a place in their career where they're they don't want to give it up, then that may be. But again, that stigma against the guy okay. makes it, it much less. Okay, I can understand that, but it also sounded like she was being a little critical of. Two parent working situations. I don't know. I'd have to go back and hear what she said, but I, I don't think that's necessarily. It seemed like parents should make sacrifices. Well, I definitely think parents should but make sacrifices. But I do agree. But, like but, but if, but the fact that that, that in most cases, that's not going to be a parent at home. That's a, I, I think that even, to, especially today in the climate that we're in, that's very rare. Not that, that it should be the girl or it should be the guy. That it's, that, that there's any like one a parent at home situation. Yeah, I mean, most people can't swing that. It's well, yeah, financially, most people like we like because most. I mean, like most jobs nowadays, like it's finding those like good jobs where you can support a single family. Those are few and far between. And, yeah. and, and where to make that amount of money, you have to have two people working, especially like if you want to own a house. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, two people... Well, again, again, I'd have to go back and hear what she said specifically, but I know that's Well, she was saying, she also saying that Tina made enough money that her husband could stay at home, and, and that it kind of implied that he should stay at home. Well, but again, I think what her point is, is that that's, it feels like a case where, because he's a dude, he couldn't stay home, because there's a stigma against that. You don't know that though. But if he probably, in his career, like, was like, I'm doing this in my career. Yeah, but there's a how many think of so how you're many saying that in any situation, regardless of it's a guy or a girl. Okay, we're running on time now. I know, but any situation where it's a guy or a girl, that if they make enough money, that one of them absolutely should stay home. I'm not saying absolutely should. I'm that's saying kind of what ideally, you guys, yes. Well, yeah, but that's kind of what you were saying. If it's, if it's financially feasible. Yes, it's ideal. But what if, but then if, if two parents are at a certain, like, if their career are at a point where they, why should, why, like, what if they just, like, they don't, like, like, what if they don't want to do that? That's, I mean. And that's a call that everybody has to it's make. It's a call and that people different. have to make on and their own. I don't think there is any definitive, like, this makes kids this and this does this for kids. I don't think there is a definitive, both of my parents worked. No, it's not. I, I'm again. I think. I think maybe it got interpreted, or maybe it came across. That's wrong just that saying way. what it came across as. Maybe I don't want to start anything. That way. 
But I think that's why our, I didn't even have it on here. Our big thing is just that I just the feel like against a guy that a guy has to work or that a guy being home. I don't. I'm is not negative. saying that. I'm not saying that's not what I interpreted at all. I interpret it as a, in general two parents well, working. I know, but what she so this is because we've had this conversation about this specific thing. It's that she made enough money, and from what when she read it, it felt like he could have stayed home, but decided not to because it's not cool for a dude to be home. All right, I didn't get that from it all. Maybe from what not. She said. Maybe that's not. I got it from like, I I felt a little like you guys are like we're superior because this is no, our thing. Just that, right? It's frustrating that there is this stigma that a guy being home is a negative thing. I, I know, and I get that, and I totally agree with that. But that's not what I was getting Maybe at so. all. Well, there's your. And there's I also your... thought it was just a little bit like right after she took her to task for being judgmental of breastfeeding people that she sounded judgmental of two working people. Well, there you go. There's your clarification cuz I know okay. that's her stance. All right. I know that's my stance. No, I understand and I agree with that stance. You know, that's not what because I Because there are a lot of missed opportunities where you know, if someone could afford to but they feel like, well, I'm a man, I shouldn't be home. It's it's unfortunate that they're that mentality. But some, so but I also think, and not just men, but women, also they want, like they're trying to find a balance because maybe they are in a job where they do like really love it. Well, sometimes that's the case, but a lot of times I have talked to many men who like wish they could stay home, but feel like that makes them less of a man. They're not the okay. I and, and, I, and in in certain religious circles, oh, as yeah. you know, it's I one hundred percent agree that that's wrong and that's bogus. But I just again, I was getting the impression that a two parent working situation. No, I don't. I don't think that's I mean, what I was I, getting that vibe. I don't think that's that's what she was trying to say. Okay, but. But I, I completely, you know, yeah. but don't get me wrong, I completely agree that if a man wants to stay at home, he should be able to, and there shouldn't be a stigma right. against that. It should be, again, like you said, it's up to the, the, it should be up to that couple, and how, how do they want to work that out? Or but whoever. I also don't think there's anything wrong with both parents working. No, I don't think so either, and obviously, that's not, it's not feasible for everybody, like you said, like, not different, everyone's a got a different situation. The, you guys the, have a, you guys are very unique. Not you very unique, but pretty unique. And sometimes I think you don't realize it to the level well, I know, that you absolutely. Are. I, I'm, well, I'm proud of being unique. I know, but I was like, just the Janelle thinking that she doesn't vacation enough sometimes. That's where I'm like, ugh. Well, she wants a vacation more. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's, I don't know. I'm just trying to say, like, right. as an outside observer, all right. Well, I think I think we're all we're all on the same page, more or less. All right, and we should move on to book corner. Yes. Well, let's get through this now that we're running over here. Um, I finished the Will to Whatevs. It was really funny. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Um, I finished Designers and Dragons, the '80s. It was fun. Just again, hearing those stories of these guys making these games, and and hearing the stories of all the games that I like, and it was really cool. And um, I am currently reading the complete book of screenwriting, and I'm also reading a book I got for two dollars on Amazon. I don't think that deal's there anymore. Okay. But Sarah Benincasa, she's a very funny comedian, and um, and I had first heard her on um, she was on a podcast. Like Kevin Smith had her on. Like they're she's really good friends with Kevin and Jen, 
and I, that's where I first heard her. But then she, I heard her again on Pete Holmes. She's very open about her mental health issues that she struggled with when she was in the Agora Fabulous comes from when she was in college. She suffered with a huge amount of agoraphobia where she didn't leave her house at all and she wouldn't go into her bathroom because she convinced herself that her bathroom was a bad place <laughs> and she peed in cereal bowls. Oh gosh. And like it was really bad. But the way she talks about it is just so frank and as somebody who struggles with anxiety and things it's just so if you have any I guarantee you you will feel better if you read this book because having somebody just joking but also being completely honest and upfront about it in just like a very just frank and detrimental way is just so it's almost a relief because you're like oh wow like yeah like okay and also she's really funny and her stories are great and she tells a lot of other funny stories not even related like she talks about like going on a trip having a panic attack on a bus in sicily <laughs> and you're sicilian right that's that right your, yeah because that is our because uh... her she's of sicilian half sicilian well um, yeah that's i mean <clears throat> one side of my family yeah because she's like Sicilian and then her other half I think is a uh, Syrian. Hmm. So it's like a mix. And um and uh yeah and and but she talks a lot she makes a lot of jokes about Sicily and how like Italians is kind of the it's like the bad part of Italy and <laughs> well it is where like the mafia yeah. comes from so And then like there's a lot of, of there's a lot of like even among Italians there's a lot of racism against Sicilians. Yeah, because Sicily is close, close to Africa, yeah, and there's a lot so it was crossbreeding yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So I was kind of, and then I thought about you a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you've never been. I never have. No, I would just love heard to. talking about it. Sounds kind of amazing. Oh place yeah, to go. And that's the land of the Vecchios. Yes, it is. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, it's kind of like Smith, from what I understand. Yeah, well, that's like Brendan's in Ireland. Yeah, and <laughs> Connolly's. Yeah, because those are my names, my Irish names. All right. So, um, I finished Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and it was great. Um, very good, like... Yeah! Very, uh, I mean, I don't know, I, I, not that I didn't like the first two, but I feel like it's starting to, like, Dude, up the game Dude, it kicked it up a, a huge yeah. amount, right? Um... Wait till you finish Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Now, I've just barely started Goblet of Fire. Dude, I don't, do you, I don't really know if long. you... Have you, I don't know if you've even realized this yet. But, um, they don't get to Hogwarts until, like, page, like, 300. Yeah. Because well, yeah, they got the Quidditch World Cup and everything. Well, and the, this one, even just the very, 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 very oh, opening. because it starts off, he's at the, the Riddle, the Tom the Riddle, Riddle House and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, like. But that's, like, the first really huge background exposition that you get that's kind of, like, really, like, it's kind of a game changer. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, right off the bat, it has a really different tone. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, well, now, just from that opening bit. Well, so, coming out of Azkaban, like, we find out that, like, Wormtail is alive, and he's loose, and now he's going to go off and find Voldemort, and uh, and then stuff. We've now, like, the game has definitely changed. Yeah. And, like you said, right off the bat. Yeah, like, it's just very, like... It basically, like, just that opening description was like a haunted house. Like, oh, yeah. A very, like, dark story behind it. And, and it only gets, it's like, things really kick and, into high gear from here. Yeah. Like, it really gets very exciting. Stuff happens. Stakes get way higher. I don't want to spoil anything. Well, yeah. yeah I, and, but, and, uh, like I said, I just started And this it, one but. is so, this one's really good. Um, but Azkaban, man, I uh, love it. Love the movie. It's my favorite of the movies because that's when they, 
Um, as great as Columbus is, like they needed to, for that change of tone, picking Alfonso Coron was just so perfect. Yeah. And he really kind of, and then, and then of course it was also the first one with Michael Gambon as, uh, as, uh, Dumbledore, Dumbledore because Richard Harris died. Um, and then, and then he would remain as Dumbledore for the rest of the series. And that also, but he kind of gave Dumbledore like the kind of edge. Um, even that had an edge to it. Mm. And then of course you have Gary Oldman as Sirius Black, who's just so. Okay, so I do have one question here. And I guarantee you that I'm not the first one to bring this up. So mm. this has probably been discussed ad nauseum, but mm. she, they have like a time travel thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking of a lot of things that have happened already that a time travel well, thing sure as you said, me. they do, she does cover her bases really well with that where she says like wizards have gone mad, horrible things have happened if they do things. That's her kind of way of saying yeah. you can only use it for this very specific thing. Still. Um, I know, I know. Still. It was, it's, it's been covered ad nauseum. I, I'm but sure the thing it has is been. that they do say pretty specifically that like horrible, horrible, horrible things have happened if you try and really change. But, like, Voldemort killing, killing oh, yeah. Harry's parents, they couldn't have just. But, the, but then that would have caused a totally destroyed time. There's a reason why there's all kinds of protections. And like, and then they do close. Oh, I guess you haven't seen Looper, so this won't make sense. But, um, in book five, they basically close the loop on the time travel. Okay. They take it out of no play. No more time travel. Like it's over. All right. But this, they are very, if you read it again, they are very like horrific things. You can't mess with time. Well, you I know they said this. that. And that's their way of saying, cause they, I think she already was like, but I, okay. It is kind of a deus ex machina. A little bit. It's, but little not bit. to the level of the eagles. Well, and, it's no, not an eagle's way, no, level. No, way more so. Because the whole thing of him at the end where he thinks he sees his dad that yeah. does the Patronus. And it's, and it's him. How was he ever there if he hadn't gone yet? Well, that's where you enter the time travel yes, paradox. Yes, like he never, he wasn't there to do it in the first place. Well, that's if you're looking at time in a linear way, but it's not. Yeah, except that the way that the thing works, they have to get back into the line. Like, it is linear the way they present it. Or she presents it. This is where time travel, this is as soon yes. as you introduce time travel. Yeah, and it's fine. And it doesn't, I mean, it's not like it's enough not to ruin a it or anything. Super, I mean, but that's why, I think that's why in book five she did immediately take, cause you know people were just driving her cause nuts. Cause people with were that. probably going crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like the, like, I mean, Lord of the, everybody has these certain things cause like, like, Lord of the Rings, like, why didn't, like, like, why didn't they just give the ring to Bombadil? Why didn't they give it to Gandalf? And they kind of gloss over it, but then they do, and then... Well, and see, in that, it's that the only person that's pure enough that wouldn't take it is a hobbit. Yeah, but that's a freaking, that still seems a gloss over That's the whole thing. point of the, the I guess. And the Eagles one always drives me nuts. But the because, Eagles is kinda... Because, no, because they, they very clearly explain it. The Eagles don't want to fly over where they can get hit by arrows. They don't want to, like, there's dangerous stuff for them. They only are helping. But then they go and fight the freaking orcs, dude. Only because they have to. Dude. They're called out. They could have met the eagles somewhere completely at a completely safe place, given them the ring, and just fly it over the volcano. No, because even the the eagle king says he would have been tempted by it. And he's like, what's going on here? They could have done, like, if you're at the point where it's, like, the eagles. 
No, come on, man. See that to me that that's that works. All it's right. well, it's well, well if you're willing to accept the Eagles, I feel like like I the said, time turner. It's not enough to like ruin it, but it the didn't. time turner. They're pretty. I think she's pretty set on like horrific things will happen. They have happened. Maybe she could have gotten a little bit more detail, but. Yeah, Whatever. It didn't seem like anything too bad happened when they well, oh, that was, saved the day. But that wasn't like a huge, huge, giant thing. That wasn't like a let's prevent Voldemort from ever two kill two people, two creatures from dying. Yeah, but that's a creature. Well, and a person, a person and a creature. Yeah, I guess. But I still think that's not as monumental on a timeline as like James and Lily Potter. The death and well, like still Voldemort. Two, that's two, two lives they could have saved. I think you need to read more, man. To Get to the full. I don't, mean, I mean, I don't so. want to spoil anything. Don't spoil it. But at this point, I'm just saying it did. I did. I agree. The biggest thing is just like, wait, how did he get? There? It's like the keys in Bill and Ted's. Like, don't forget the all keys. this. Trust me, if you want to go, I know. Talk that's to what Blake, I know. That's what I said. I know. This is the big thing in the Harry Potter universe. In fact, it's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, what? Did, no. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, this has already been covered. I'm, I'm, I've got nothing new to add to this. You, you, I guarantee you, you. I've had this conversation. <laughs> I, I'm with sure people. of it. Plenty of people are still having this conversation. Somebody on the internet right now is probably having this conversation. Um, There's probably a whole subreddit. There's a Time Turner subreddit. Oh, I'm sure there is. Um, (laughs) It's I mean, again, it did not that did not detract from my enjoyment of the book, but it just was. And I actually really enjoyed the whole bit of Hermione, like getting all the classes, getting all the classes, getting mixed up. But as soon as I saw that was happening, I'm like. Something's gonna happen with this time turner thing. See, I didn't see it being as time travel when I was reading through it initially. I thought she somehow had a way to like double herself. Mm. That's what I thought was the explanation. Cause you know, it's vague up until the end yeah. as to how she's doing. I thought she had like had a double that she created of herself to get yeah. around. Alright, real quick, we need to cover one more thing. Cause okay. we skipped it and I forgot to write it down. Okay. What's your Spirit Airlines tip? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause so, I've got one. It's not just for Spirit. Because this is kind of across the board now. Like, most airlines you have to pay to check at least a second bag of nothing else, right? Yeah. So your problem is, you know, you go fly out somewhere. Like, let's say you're going to WrestleMania or a big event. And then you want to bring all this stuff home. And it's going to cost you a lot more to check that extra bag. Whether it's your second bag or your first one, right? You just bring the empty bag. Well, no, it's not so much having the bag. But checking that extra bag is going to cost you that extra money. So we did this actually when we went to Montana. And we met up with Craig from the Res. What's up, Craig? And he was really cool, and he gave us like a bunch of uh, jars of stuff, like um, jellies and jams and things that he had bottled. Right? Did you ship it? We took it to a post office. Yeah. We compared prices and shipped it all home for a fraction of what it would have cost. Oh us yeah. To take the bags. Well, so I was going to do that. in that situation. Yeah. It, well, you just take this. That. Is also where WWE is genius. Because at Access, they had a FedEx station. Oh, yeah. See? So you just take all that stuff home. And also, it was right next to Rob Schamberger, who does the art prints. Because already, you're not bringing one of those art prints right, on, a plane. on a plane. But they, you can also ship other stuff. Yeah. And people were def- – I saw a dude stuff like six replica belts and a bunch of other stuff into a box. Because it is way cheaper than checking a bag. Yeah. And they know that. Well, and, and so, if you got something heavy, then it's going to cost and you more. And let me tell you, long. all major convention centers, including a Comic-Con – because, you know, a comic that, that FedEx right there at Comic-Con is always hot. Oh yeah, like yeah, and that, and that makes sense. 
But, you know, just even in general travel, yeah. even if you're not going just to convention. things. And, in fact, depending on how it works and how much you need your luggage, like, you could even save money on return shipping, yeah. on return travel by just clothes. shipping it to you. <laughs> ship your dirty clothes. You, it would cost you. Did you ship dirty clothes? Oh, absolutely. Well, so he gave us all these jars. Yeah. And we wrapped them in order to keep them from breaking. In the dirty the clothes. clothes. Yeah. That's pretty genius. Yeah. It's great. I figured that was your tip. I that just wanted to yeah, tell you yeah, yeah. my tip. Yes, you said you had one. for spirit specifically because we had we had a little. I didn't understand what you were talking about when you like. So you said you would like you did the computer thing. Like, oh yeah. So you you check in on the computer. Right. Then you went out. Then you went in on the thing, and then you and then and then you had to wait in the line. Right. That's okay. So I figured that all out. Okay. If you don't have to check a bag. Right. You don't have to wait in that line. Right. But we when did you get check to the airport. Bag, though, that's the thing. But you were trying to say, like, maybe you still do. No, I just said I didn't know for sure. So well, you don't. You don't. But my thing was on the way home, I didn't have access to a printer, and I was worried. Nothing but what I figured center? out. No. They didn't have a freaking business center at this <laughs> okay. extended stay. Um so, but what I had figured out on the way there, because I didn't know what to, like, I got there and I saw those terminals. Right. Like, the self-serve terminals, not where the bags are where you have to wait in line. Okay. It's just a self-serve terminal, and you, you, because you, you can check it, you, what you, in theory, what you can do is you can, you can check in on, you, like, you check in, you definitely want to check in 24 hours, because that's right. when you get the good seat, because both times I did it exactly 24 hours when you can first do it, and I got an aisle seat both times. Nice. And so, because you don't want to be in the middle on those planes, oh, man. Yeah. Holy crap. There's, like, no It's room. a little tight. You it's gotta be super tight. Lean. Yeah. It's super tight, and, um, and there's, like, you, you get, like, if somebody, it's the Uber drivers, like, they give you a seat belt. And, and that's about yep. it. Yeah, maybe a um, pocket. To and put then they stuff. charge you for you want a water? That's like three dollars. Yeah. You want peanuts? It's two dollars. Yep. Um, so they charge you for everything. And so my tip is, I found out when I got there well, the first time. So I I got there and I still because I just wanted to make sure because you kind of freaked me out. So I checked in on the thing there when right. I got the, even though I had already printed out my boarding pass, I still checked in there. And, 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 and so, and then it's like, do you want to print your boarding pass? And I click yes, and it's free, and then you print your boarding pass there, oh, in the little machine. Okay. They do try to upsell you while you're on those machines, like, do you want to pick a seat? Do you want the big seat for $40? Which on the way home, I think if they had offered me that on the way home, I would have done, done it. Because it. it's like a first class level yeah. seat, and it's only $40. And there's first, only like four of them And on first the plane. class on a normal plane is like so much money. So that's actually a good deal. Yeah. $40 for a first class, basically, I mean, you don't get any, like first class food, yeah. but it is a first class. It's two seats size, in a row. Yeah. The size of the seat, it is a first class seat. And so, although first class now is kind of, I mean, they have like the sleep chambers and all that other oh crazy stuff. That like, one time we got the upgrade, like, that's it was freaking like the nuts. Thing ever. Um, so I totally would have done that on the way home, but there wasn't any. Um, so. But you, but on the way home, I did get there, so I checked in 24 hours. You don't have to print your boarding pass when you check in. You're checked in, and then when I got to the airport, I went up to the terminal. There's never any lines for those terminals. Swipe my credit card, so they know that's how you know right. who you are. And then they printed out my boarding pass, and then I went on my right way. So you don't have to freak out about printing out your boarding pass 
You can just do it at the terminal. See, I feel it's like free. the one time that we showed up without it and, like, the printer was broken or something. Well, that's where you might And have then been. they said, like, oh, well, you have to pay if it's not working. And then we had to pay them. Well, that's bullcrap. So, it's good, but just be aware that well, it could... These ones, there's, like, eight of them, like, in this airport. Like, Well, yeah, it depends. Because if I remember correctly, it was at, like, a small... Like, I'm trying to think of when it was. I guess it was a small airport. I think it was when we flew up to San Jose or something like that. Okay. So, it was, like, a small airport on the way back. And that was the one, actually, when we wound up having the wrong flight time back anyway. So that was a big old mess. <laughs> well, in, I would try to print out your boarding pass, but if you can't, I wouldn't stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, my other thing, again, is I never even... They never even measured my backpack. So as long as it's on if your you're back... you're wearing it, yeah, I don't think they care. And and also, like, I put mine in the overhead bin. <laughs> Yeah, you can do that. I don't, I mean. I had thought, like, the way you made it sound like I had to put it under my seat. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of depends. And if you get there. If, if you get there and you can get it up there. I totally put mine right in the overhead. Because I just, it also depends on if you're being cool. Because I saw guys like, oh, and then like, sir, did you pay for this over, you know, you know, like that kind of thing. So you, you gotta like read the room. Both you know? times there was nobody monitoring any of that and I just put them right well, in Well, you know what thing. I mean? Like where there's a guy that's trying to shove oh, it in and can't yeah. get it in and they're like, oh, I got my thing up here. And then they're, you know, if you're, that's what I mean. If you're cool and you just, I just do went it, and plopped them yeah. like, cause I used it for my breathing machine. I stuck it up there and no one asked. You yeah. Know? So I stuck my, on the way home, I stuck my backpack and my program. But I feel there. like, yeah, if you've got it on your back, unless you've got like a metal frame backpack yeah. or something, you're, you're golden. Because I had mine pretty stuffed, and on the way home I had my, I was carrying my program, because uh-huh. that's like, you get a book, yep. and and then I, ha- I stuffed my sweatshirt and my WWE book and all my clothes and all my other stuff in my backpack, and um, they, one time, I've had my deodorant taken away, they didn't do that this time hmm. at the TSA, and I didn't have my sunscreen taken away, which that's also been taken away before. Yeah. Um, but I think the sunscreen was small enough. Isn't it like, how many ounces? I think it's like three or four. Because my sunscreen was three and a half ounces. Yeah, I think if it's close enough. But my know. deodorant has been taken away. and Because I'm like, it's a salt. And also, here's the thing. This is always the joke. I mean, I've seen this on Facebook before. It's like, okay, so they're taking it away because it might be a bomb. Like, that's basically what it is, Right. right? And then, so what do they do? They dump it in a trash can. Right there. Right there, with all the other potential bombs. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's stupid. Well, I think the idea is that it's not so much it's a bomb in and of itself, but it could be an element or a component of one. Still stupid. But it, yes. And dumb. It's, it's, it's dumb. just because one freaking idiot does that, and then, again, there's a lot. I could go on a whole rant about all that. It's freaking, freaking ridiculous. Um, all right, do we want to do a lightning round here? Well, how, depends on how lightning you can be. <laughs> Where are we at? Oh, we should probably stop. Crap. So pick, pick, uh, you already talked about your W, so pick like two shows. 112263 is over, and oh, I went to Daily Plaza. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was real creepy bring, being there, especially watching the show, but just being there. The place get, the place, I don't really believe in bad vibes or any of that, but like, if any place has it, it's that place. <laughs> Eerie. It's really creepy. Um, and there's like an X on the ground, like where it happened. 
And like, and part of me at first, I don't know, it was just weird. It was really weird. And like, uh, and then seeing it all and they filmed it there, but then I also realized how much they had to, sh- and the Uber driver, one time, one of the Uber drivers I asked him about, he's like, oh, that day sucked. Cause they shut down that whole area. Cause it's like a major busy, but cause they, it was like, if you watch on the, cause they had to, they shut it down completely. It's like, that was a big pain in the butt day. Um, and, and so I was asking about that, but holy crap. So they, it ended exactly like the book. I mean, yes, they took a very roundabout way of getting there. They did some crazy things, but it ended exactly as the book ended and it was great and I enjoyed it and everybody should watch it. And I thought it was really good. And um, I real quick, I'm gonna cheat here. Um, oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff. <laughs> the D and D episode of the Goldbergs was amazing. Yes, it was. Standby Gene, as I because I had heard about Standby Gene like over a year ago, they had announced that they'd done the table read. One of it might be in my top three episodes of all time. Bob's Burgers is amazing. Two butter goat. Two butter goat. <laughs> And there's a freaking two butter goat song, <laughs> and it was amazing. Yes. Um, and then last man on earth. Yes. These last two episodes. Oh, spoiler alert! I guess amazing. You it well, all. now we know because I was trying to figure out why he had the half, the half, the half, the half beard, beard yeah. and and hair. Yeah. Because he was well, he Will Ferrell Forte has been walking like around in public like that for a while, which means it was in multiple episodes. Yep. And we're just like you and I spent a little bit of time trying to figure out like what? How did this happen? It, and now we know, and it was amazing. Oh my gosh! It's so so good. Show. It's I the best. It. Every episode is the best it's episode. It's so good. It's and then it so just good. Me crazy. We have to wait another week to see oh, it again. It's so good. And Bob's Burgers is great. And Angel Shield is great. And, um, there was a new New Japan pay-per-view and it was great. They had like, they, they had like five title changes. Like it was crazy. <laughs> it was everything I thought was going to happen in WrestleMania, but didn't happen. And like, so if you're looking for that kind of stuff, watch the newest New Japan pay-per-view. It was nuts. Um, and then you, what, you, what the heck is Flapjack? Oh, okay, well, a couple, okay, so I oh, picked. Is that like a kid show? It is. The Misadventures of Fla- Flapjack, Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a mix between Ren and Stimpy and Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Been watching with the kids, but it's like a little, it's not quite as edgy. I don't. That's well, a little edgy, but it's not too edgy. Hmm. But it's really weird and awesome. Brian Doyle Murray is the voice of the the pirate captain. <laughs> His name is Captain Knuckles. Okay, and it's just it's great. And Flapjack is is like little the cabin boy that follows him around, and they live in the mouth of a whale. So that's the that's the. Audrey's premise. not scared of that. She's okay with it because it's she really weird. The whale thing. I think so. I think I think we're okay. Um. So real quick, I saw a new movie. We went and saw the boss. Yeah, and uh, it was really it's funny. Good. Great if you if you like Melissa McCarthy, Did you can go to the New and, Harkins. Yeah, are you ever are we are we ever going back? No, I don't to think so. I don't know how you can go back. It is cheaper. It's they've got it is, but they've got the kid thing and they and got recliners. And you can pick your seats and those recliners, and it's amazing. There is I st- I'm still worried that I'm going to fall asleep in that theater at some point. It's so comfortable, and I love that you can like tweak. Derek it and go said he along. doesn't like those theaters because he he will fall asleep. I haven't yet, so. Alright, that's what I pick. Alright. Um. I think it's time. Oh yeah. Well, real oh, quick. Oh this is one, the big one. Stardew Valley is amazing. Fallout 4, um, expansion, amazing. And then the big one, the thing that everybody's been talking about, the internet's a buzz, and you're like downright obsessed with. Yeah. Um, Me Tomo. Yeah, Nintendo's app. 
is out. And it's just like it's it's a me and you just give Nintendo yeah, all your information. Just get all your info. They, they just ask you questions yeah. and you answer them yeah. about everything in your what life. You want to know. And like we're all just voluntarily giving up all yep. this information, and in return they give us you virtual hearts, coins, and, and you hearts. get coins, and you actually got the reward. I've I'm like five so coins away. I've already gotten so much that the first reward, the big one that I wanted, was the my Nintendo Picross. I know Josh says Picross, but I have to say Picross. It's in my brain. The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess, pick like a picture. I, I know, but I still Picross. I think of like I don't know. It's, it's what's in my brain. Ugh. I'm gonna say it. All right. Probably Picross is correct, but still. No, it's fine. You learned um, it by reading, and I can't judge you. It's it's very, very similar to the Pokemon Picross as it's far as the interface, but it's Legend of Zelda, you know. But this one, you don't have, like, the timer system and all that, right? Cause you, there is a timer still. Do you have the coins? Like oh, 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 no, no, no. Not like that. That whole no, thing is Right, gone. right. It times, like, the levels. No, I know that. Yeah, but it's, it's all not just, like where you got the freaking No, thing. I blasted through the main levels, every single one of them, in, like, five hours in one <laughs> shot. Like, oh, wow. So you really Like, yeah, I just stayed up that this. night and just boom. And there's, there's, they've got the, the mega one, they have the regular ones, and then they have, like, the mural one kind of thing. So they, they have, have power-ups, like on the Pokemon one? There's, like, just one basic power-up you can choose whether or not, and it's, like, a cross one. Okay. But it's not like the Pokemon one. It's not like we like, have, like, all the different things. Um, oh, well, and you also have, like, the blue where it does that. That's an option. But those are more just you toggle them on and off. Okay. It's not, like, because, you know, the Pokemon uses that so that you want to pay to, like, rejuvenate <laughs> them or whatever. Again, all their This one, you can pick systems. it all up. They just, they don't have, like, the squares and the different shape reveals and the time things. And there's not as much... Like, there's not, you know, again, you're not buying coins or, or trying to earn stuff to unlock, so they're just, you know, it's much simpler. But it's fun. So if you like that, and it's, it's really Zelda good. Themed. And it's all Zelda-themed, and it's great. So that's that. That was free. So that's that. Well, it's time. It's time. It's Marmaduke time. All right. So let's see. Let's see what we're at here. I don't know. Last time you did a special newspaper Yeah, we did a special one, newspaper one. Which was really dumb. It was stupid. And it had the stupid letter, which was even more stupid. They were mean to him, though. So yeah. it was that, but it was like they a were mean, mean. But this being mean to Marmaduke, I'm very aware of this now. So this one... Alright, Marmaduke is tied to a tree, and he's eating his bone. Crunch smack. Looks like mm. he's doing alright. Then this little, like, yappy That's dog comes up. horribly up. drawn yappy dog. I don't know. I, it, it looks like a scribble. Like a poodle or something? I can't tell. But a little yappy dog. When I was in art class, we did these things where we just did these, like, line scribbles to make little people. And that's yeah, what that dog looks like. That's what looks it looks like. like. So the little yappy dog comes up and says, rough. And Marmaduke looks at him. And then Marmaduke says, woof, big angry woof, and drops his bone. And then he chases the dog around a tree. Woof, woof. And it goes and it kind of... The rope, you know, keeps going around the tree and tightens it up so that he's up close. And now the dog looks like a cat in that picture. Yeah. Like, what is that drawing there? I have no idea. But then the other little dog looks all smug and goes up and steals his bone. So we're back to just... This, this is, is just like, dogs do things! This is dumb. Dogs love... <laughs> we're back to dumb. Yeah. We're back to Marmaduke as a dog. Yeah, that's just Marmaduke as a Marmaduke's dog. Marmaduke's a big dog. And he dropped his bone and another... What do you think? You think you think he, like, the... the um, What's the author's name again? Uh, Brad Anderson. I think Brad Anderson like perked up a little bit. Maybe, yeah. He got back together with his... He had a, he had a good date that weekend or got something. Got back together with yeah. his wife or something. Yeah. That's it. Realized he didn't want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> yeah. He had his, uh, you know, it's a wonderful life moment and... We'll see what happens. I don't know. It could also just be a distraction. 
Maybe like his publishers, like, dude, you better give us a dog just chasing a bone thing. Like, or what you're are you doing? Enough of this dog torture and existential Humans crisis. Humans are and, the real animals. Yeah. Which, at that, we were ready to call that that was the real yeah. moral of the story. But now I'm back to like, I don't know. This is, yeah. Now I think though, this is just the publisher, like, just give me a dog chasing a bone. I don't care what happens. Nothing happens, that's fine. Give me a dog chasing a bone. That's what we want to publish. We're at two in a row with, like, no punchline. Yeah, I mean, that's not even a joke. Literally, the, the one ones... dog tricks him to drop his bone and then steals it. That's it. That's, there's no joke involved there. Marmaduke's a big dog. Marmaduke's a big dog and a little dog steals a bone from him. That's no joke. <laughs> Dogs do stuff. Yeah. It's Marmaduke. I mean, that's kind of a letdown. I don't know. But in a way, that's how we started out with this. That's what we thought it was going to be. All right. Well, you can always um, check everything out at RadioBrendo.com. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show. (laughs) Um, Be sure to get your tickets to Comic-Con Palm Springs. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Comic-ConPalmSprings.com. Comic-ConPalmSprings.com. BenviewNetwork.com for all your Benview Network needs. Oh, I'm also putting in the panel submissions for Comic-Con. I just got that email. Oh, nice. So um, you're going to have to send me the description that you put for the uh, podcast. podcast app. Yes, I will do that. So, because I want to go for that. Again. Yeah. I think that's that might be our ticket in. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to go for, go for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, anything else? Uh, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Oh, at Brendo Man on Twitter. Is, yeah. Write us in a letter. Write those letters. That's buy the correct Amazon email address. Stuff. And we want to know who the camping hiking guy yeah, is. Yeah, tell us what your trip is. You assume guy because it's guy clothes. Or girl. It was guy clothes. So I think that's safe. Maybe girl with guy clothes. Could be, I suppose. Boy shorts. People yeah. don't. Could be. I think it's a guy. Regardless of guy or girl, we want to know about your trip. Could be a guy going on a trip with a girl. Yeah. Oh, that last thing on my notes on Mandir and Orange show is to tell Janelle that Total Divas is still totally a thing. Oh, okay. Was she unclear as to that? Yeah, she didn't know if it was still on. Oh, okay, okay. Because now they're on like their sixth season, I think. Or it totally is, though. Totally is. is it not going to be called Total Divas anymore now? No, that, that those... Those are still, I guess they're still calling those ones divas. They're okay with being divas. I guess they're, they're okay with it. a reality show. Like, yeah, I think they that's can, okay they for them being that divas. But this new wave, I don't want to say generation because they're of similar ages and right. some of these girls, but wave, they're definitely, they're women's wrestlers. They're still, they're all superstars. That's good. And so you still have these total divas though. And they're still doing, but like a bunch of them aren't even wrestling anymore. Like neither of the Bellas are wrestling they're anymore. They're just on the show. They're just doing the show. And then they're bringing in they're bringing in some new people for this new season because um, they want another wedding because the uh, reality shows love weddings. Oh, yeah. So they're bringing in Lana, who is about to get married to Rusev. They can the find someone that's pregnant too. That always yeah. works in their well, favor. Well, Brie might be getting pregnant oh, at some point. Do you think so they like pay him off to like? Hey, Brie is basically you get a retired. I think she is retired. I bet they do. I bet they oh, pay him. Well, like, they they pay for that when they to to entice. They 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 basically got Daniel Bryan and Brie to get married when they did by saying they will pay for their wedding. 
That's how they got because they were gonna they were gonna wait to get married, and they're like, "We'll pay for your wedding if you get married now." I know you. They gave that same offer. They're like, "Hey, Lana, you want to be on the show? We'll pay for your wedding." Boom, done. And then they got and then Miz's wife, she's back in WWE to be on this show. So Miz is like, "Oh, you hey Miz, you want your wife back in WWE? She got to be on Total Divas." Boom. So now she's on it, and uh, yeah, and then they got. They got rid of some people. They 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 cleaned a little house. Oh. So they bring in these people. They got rid of some of the older people. They're bringing back Naomi into Total Divas. Um, I don't know. That's too, that's a lot of Total Divas talk. <laughs> I, I don't even watch Mr. it. Brindos I don't even show. watch Total Divas. I just I'm aware of what's going on yeah. in the Total Divas universe. Um, but it was cool being able to talk to Janelle about wrestling. Like I never, <laughs> in my wildest dreams, thought I'd be able to talk to Janelle yeah, about she wrestling. That was pretty great, and that was really fun. Um, but it's on E if you want to watch it. It's a pretty big show for them now that I think the Kardashians are still a thing. But I feel like they're waning as far as because yeah, they used to have like three different shows, and now I think they only have the one show. I don't know. Um, yeah, so RadioBrendo.com, <laughs> BenuNetwork.com. That's going to do it for this week. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody. Try to cheat
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. I'm Aaron Prince-Staley, host of the podcast Preview, where every week I bring you a new comedy podcast that you are going to love, with highlight clips and interviews with the show's hosts. Check out the podcast preview at BenviewNetwork.com, on your favorite podcast app, or live on the radio at WERA.FM. I'll see you there.